Yo, welcome to the Goddamn Foods Podcast. Baby, welcome to the podcast. Why? Episode 109. Why? Of the Goddamn Foods. Why? I'm F Smoke. Eric, what's happening? Baby, huh? welcome to the podcast. What the fuck are you doing? What is that? You wanted me to start different. Wh- hey, yo. And I got- so you started with a speech impediment? I'm Pop. I'm F Smoke. Oh, that nigga. I'm F Smoke. F Smoke. Who? Pop F Smoke. Um. Baby, welcome to the podcast. Some new nigga. Where? What, who? I think, who? It's from, I think it's from Brooklyn. <laughs> who is he? Pop Smoke. Pop Smoke is the name. Sure. He talk, He raps like that. I listened to his. Uh, he just dropped his album or mixtape, whatever the fuck. His project. Mm-hmm. Is every song is like, like all right, I heard, heard, it this, all, heard it all. Sounds it the all same. sounds the same. Heard Baby, welcome to the party. No, fuck out of here. Is that he who that out, is? He wasn't outside. <laughs> I've heard that "Welcome to the Party" song. Is that who? Yeah, that is? yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. That makes sense now. Nah, these new kids, these new kids, do too many drugs for me, bro. I, I absolutely thought Ed was having a stroke. I'm not gonna lie. I ain't no stroke. Like gonna stroke out right in front of everybody. Maybe huh? just a little. I was gonna say thank God Kayla's upstairs because I certainly don't know how to save yeah. you. Would have knocked on a Kayla. <laughs> Come save him. Your husband, he's he's dying. Yep. He's, something's happening. She probably let me die. Probably. <laughs> Cash in on her life insurance. Amen. I understand. You, you worth more alive than y'all are dead. Yeah, that's why. More dead than you are. Because I am broke. <laughs> I'm, I'm absolutely worth more dead right now than I'm alive. That's a fucking fact. My life insurance policy is thorough. My husband will be living like a fucking king if I die. That's what I said to somebody too. I, I got more than one. I said somebody cashing on all these. <laughs> they might be to clear their debts and live comfortable. You Bruh. feel me? You know. He could buy a house, travel, set the baby up. <laughs> It'd nope. be a good life. But guess what? <laughs> you niggas ain't getting rid of me. She just texted me. Heard you singing the song. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, welcome to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> what up, y'all? How was y'all week? <laughs> We're recording a little late. Sorry, guys. We just, the way our schedules Have aligned, been. like we, no. it's been easier for us to record these Mondays. Well, but, I'm getting ready to go back to Boston in about a week. <laughs> this Yuck. is the third time in the month? Nigga, Yes. <laughs> That's how they're p- making you pay to work from home. This is no, yeah, exactly. And then in a probably in another three, so I got to go to California, <laughs> Cali. Which That's part? Not at so least bad. it might be. It might be all right. A part called the Inland Empire. If anybody's huh. from California who listens, please let me know if there's anything fun to do in Inland Empire because I think that's where we end up going. Inland Empire. Yes. Uh, it's like nigga. Why? Why? I just pulled it up on the map. Why is there all sand? Because that should probably the desert, <laughs> nigga. Absolutely. I'm very upset about this. I went, I went to California for work four years ago when I worked for a different company. You know where they put me? Huntington Beach, Orange County. Mm-hmm. And when I went, it was 80 degrees. Oh, you're in the middle. It's the <laughs> desert. Nigga. I feel like I drove through this in fucking Grand Theft Auto. You San probably Andreas. did. You probably did. They called it something else. Yeah, yeah. They probably Outland Empire or some shit. Some, some dumb shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's all GTA be doing. So, uh. I have to go out that way in a few weeks for a couple of days too, um, so they they keep me on the road. But guess what? I'm cashing on these miles when I go. As you should. Hope hope they hope they know. I got a frequent flyer mile for every airline, <laughs> all of them: <laughs> Delta, JetBlue, Southwest, hey, American Air, United, all of them. And it's, it's 70 degrees in Cali right now. So no, that's I mean, a fact. And, it's, it's and when I go to March, it'll probably be 75, 80. Absolutely. So I'm gonna go enjoy yeah. it. And I and I got my pre-check. Ooh. They're still updating my married name on pre-check, so Lord they said it'll be about another three weeks. So hopefully when I fly out to Chicago so in March. Get to use it? Yeah. I think I'll be looking at her shit like, that's not took, you. Took 45 days to just change my name. 
That's crazy. <laughs> like, yo, That's why? why? <laughs> like, I already had pre-check. <laughs> it took less time to actually get it than to change Son, my name. I, when I told her about, when I, I remember talking about this, and then she texted me the next day and was like, how easy was pre-check? Super easy. You do a little application online. You go to Staples in Middletown if you're in Connecticut, where we're close to where we are. You give them 85 bucks. Three days later, you got a pre-check number. Who is at the Staples? I don't know. Somebody the government? Somebody? It's like a little booth. No Nigga. lie. In the middle it's of like it's H&R <laughs> Block and Walmart? Yes. Definitely. It's the it's same like shit. It's a paper booth. So you walk, you walk in the Staples in Middletown, right? You bust a right, and he's right there, like mad lonely. <laughs> he's got a random cubicle. Facts. Yes. And it's mad lonely because the Staples is always OD empty because it's in Middletown. It's like there's nothing near it. And it's Staples. Exactly. And it's not like it's Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> Dunder Mifflin. Shout out to Michael Scott. Um. So you go in there. He does like take. I think he takes your finger. He takes a picture. He's like, "All right, you're done." And he says, "Up to two weeks, so you have your pre-check number if everything passes through." I went on a Tuesday. I had my pre-check number by Thursday. And all it is is a number for you to put in when you buy your air, air, uh, uh, yeah. when you buy your ticket. Yeah. So it's a known okay. traveler number. Um, you use it at all the airports here in the country. Um, you don't got to take your shoes off. You got to take shit out your bag. You got your own dedicated line. Breeze right through that motherfucker. Nice. Yep. When we went, when it's we, beautiful. We went to Miami last year. We flew out of Bradley. I think we spent 13 seconds in Yo, security line. Just, just wa- the only time it's ever been faster is when I cried when my husband was leaving yeah. and the lady held my hand and walked me through the whole airport. And yeah. then you ended up paying for it after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I had to and she walked out like motherfuckers. <laughs> but yeah, otherwise, pre-check is if you fly a lot, man, no, it, it's worth it. Pay, it'll pay for itself. It's just it's so much easier. Yeah, I'm hoping. In a few years to get, well, maybe maybe next year or this year I'll get global entry. Well, it yeah. comes with pre-check. Yeah, I know. But I didn't know that at first. I think I still got it up here because I don't be closing out on my fucking. You definitely don't. God damn. <laughs> Ev gives me anxiety. I don't close out any of my Son, tabs just in case I'm I ever lo- need to get I'm back I'm looking to. at his screen from a distance. I see at least 10 tabs open. If his screen was smaller, oh, no, they'd be like, more. they look like this. This is like 10. Oh, yeah. sorry. You said 10. I meant like 14. Oh yeah, I remember. I remember us talking about it. Yeah, I just randomly like clicked through my tabs and, <laughs> and found it, it again, and we started talking about it. No, <laughs> if you travel domestic a lot, get pre-check. If you, I'd say if you're out of the country at least twice a year, I'd get global entry too. Mm-hmm. I have no idea why my mother doesn't have it, but it's only twenty dollars more. Right? Yeah, it's so, for five years still. Yeah, so you might as well just get it. Yeah, Even so if you fly out the country once, it's worth yeah, it. Yeah, you already pay. It'll pay for itself. Yeah, and then clear, which is something totally different, which is super expensive, but. Yeah, if you, no, if you, I think if you live in a big city or a busy airport, it's one of the things. Because when I flew through Atlanta, they had a clear, a clear line, a pre-check line, and a clear plus pre-check line. Mm. That's how busy Atlanta's right, airport sure. is. Sure, <laughs> fuck that. Yeah, I just brought back an open TV with no box. <laughs> I got a new TV. What? <laughs> this thing is wild. This thing is wild. I'm, I'm looking around at all the TVs, wondering no, it's, what. It's, it's the one hanging up. Why? What happened? I I finally got my surround sound, mm-hmm. and I got a, a Vizio joint because I got one similar upstairs, and it, it didn't work. The back speakers didn't work. The satellite speakers, what they call it. Yeah. So I'm like sitting here trying to figure it figure it out. I called the uh, TCL, was the old one. They said they I don't they don't know why the problem was. And then I hooked it up to my old TV, and the back speakers worked. I connect Bluetooth, back speakers worked, and then I connect. I plug my phone in, back speakers worked. So that's only the t- the TV right. was the we was the Shitty thing. So I'm like, damn, I could either bring back this sound, the surround sound, but I kind of like it. Like, I don't right. want to. I'm like, yo, can I bring this TV back? I called up Target. They're like, I used my red card or whatever. I bought it in the beginning of December. They're like, yeah, you could, we could try as long as you got the serial number and the receipt. 
brought that shit back and just left it there. Got a whole new TV that was like seventy dollars more expensive. Hmm. I ended up getting it for fifteen dollars cheaper. <laughs> nice. Oh. Come up city. Mad coupons, bro. I be fucking Winning. bargain shopping because I used a coupon on the other one. I'm like, yo, yeah. can I still use that twenty percent off? They're like, yeah. And then uh, I had another ten percent off that I just tacked on on top of that shit. That's so I left with a fucking brand new TV and twelve dollars. I think it was twelve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. I said to my wife, I'm like, yo, let's go before they realize I just robbed them. Before I got these niggas, let's get out of here. Yo, because sometimes the, if you get somebody who's like not the brightest bulb in the shed, you really walk yeah. out of there. Nah, they called like, a manager and everything. The manager approved. I was like, all right. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all going to allow this? Okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. Y'all school me. Fuck it, man. You know what I'm saying? But we've been having movie nights. That shit. I put, the, I put the uh, subwoofer underneath the platform. Mm-hmm. Bro, whole little, room shaking. Shake, rattle, and roll. Whole room Lord. is shaking. We watched. Uh, Such a guy. We watched. Oh, that. What's that Samuel Jackson movie? Quentin Tarantino. Hateful Eight. Uh, yeah, the Harvey Weinstein Company produ- <laughs> presents. Yuck. <laughs> so we watched that movie, and it was just like the fucking background noises were incredible. But, yeah, I think yeah. it's Eight. I think it's the last one Harvey did before he started getting in trouble. <laughs> Probably. Because he, he did all the old Tarantino. He, does, he did all the old Tarantino movies. They showed his name like three times before the movie even started. Upward. I was like, ooh. Upward. Ooh. <laughs> Very but uncomfortable. They, they re released it as like a four part series on Netflix, I heard after. For real? Yeah. So I'm like, eh, maybe. Well, people love Tarantino movies. It was, it was a good movie. I fuck, I fuck with Tarantino. I didn't get that. Shut up. I said it was a good movie. Shut up, Siri. God damn. Siri. What about you, B? How you doing? Um, I'm good. What's the last week been like? Um, my stomach is trying to pop out now, so I'm getting like weird. You trying to give birth already? Round <laughs> ligature. You got, you got some more time. Stretching on the sides. Sure. It, it's it's like imagine a really thick, tight rubber band, and then somebody pulling it when you move in certain directions. That's what it feels like. Your it's baby fun. doing yoga. Yo, <laughs> yes, on my life, apparently. Um, uh, I took the test to find out the gender today, so everybody has been, you know. Weighing in on what they think I'm having, it seems to be. Don't split cry. Up. I'm not crying. Like I was about to <laughs> you heard her voice break up. Like she was about to cry. I hiccuped in, then I was about to sneeze. Um, but so everybody's weighing in on what they think I'm having. Half think it's a girl, half think it's a boy. I think it needs to move off my organs because Take everything feels back. big and swollen. You didn't look at it. Oh, it takes over ten days to come back. Oh, okay. So I won't know. But what I am doing is so. Uh, the small baby shower that I'm having or whatever, I'm doing like a gender reveal there for everybody, but I'm going to do a private one for me and my husband beforehand. Nice. So like one of his friends in England is going to show him like the gender or whatever. So I'm waiting for it to come in. It's going to be in like a sealed envelope they give to me and then I have to call him, show it to him without me seeing it. He's going to go and... You got to figure out the time delay. I, I do know the time delay. I meant over the internet. Like, cause if you look at something at the same time, one of you might be a little behind the other. That's what I meant. Does that make sense? No. If you were guys were both looking at each other and someone showed him and someone showed you, you'd have to like time it because there's a delay with the internet over the phones and the signals and the satellites. Oh, so you mean like when I pull up the envelope and show him? You ever talk to somebody on the phone and you're watching the same show? And then they fucking, y'all just see shit at different times? Yes. No, that's what I meant. Basically. Oh, but if I'm showing him something, why would there be a time delay? 
Oh, you said his friend. I thought his friend would be showing him at the same time as you're no, being shown. Okay. I want his friend to go to like a bakery, bake it into a cake, and then take it to the house and drop it off to him so that he and I can, ah. you know, have a private moment, share okay. that together. I got you. Make Sorry. Sense. I okay. cut you off and assumed. I was like, what the <laughs> hell are you talking? Yo, I was trying so hard. I was like, time delay? My brain is like, having a time five hours. Delay. Yo, I'm like, yes. I'm like, I know the time delay. My brain is having a time delay. Lord have mercy. So yeah, that's 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 pregnancy this week. It's it's interesting, you know. My clothes don't fit. They're starting to get real snug everywhere. It's like trying to pull up my jeans today. It's not it's not working. It's not working. About to so. say goodbye to jeans for the next seven months. Yo, yeah, pretty <laughs> pretty much. Once March is over, I'm just gonna be in sweats. Most likely, my husband sweats because I don't plan on buying bigger clothes at all. So I'm just gonna go through his entire wardrobe. Buying clothes is trash. It is. I just bought a whole new wardrobe because I got skinny and now I'm getting fat. Well, I'm getting pregnant. Whatever. Either way, my clothes don't fit me. So <laughs> first my clothes didn't fit me. They were too big. Now my clothes don't fit me. They're too small. There's no winning. There's no winning. <laughs> me and Egon crash your gender reveal. There's no men allowed. We crashing that shit. I don't care huh? what you say. Leave me out of that. <laughs> <laughs> There's no men allowed. I ain't crashing nothing. <laughs> Not even the Godfather. Yep. City crashing on the couch. Yeah, I'm chilling. <laughs> Y'all tell me how it go. You gonna watch the XFL? Maybe. <laughs> Possibly. We'll see if they're still in business by then. But I heard they had a good first weekend. Yeah. But people are intrigued. They yeah, are. We'll I saw see. a lot of we'll tweets about that, it. We'll see what happens, how that continues. But it's still like 3.3 million viewers. That's a good first week for them. Yeah. I think one game. The first game did. Oh, um, hit a rating like that? Uh, yeah. Good for them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Got nothing. All right, cool. <laughs> <sighs> I've been doing so much schoolwork. I have no idea what's happening in the world. Did you at least <clears throat> watch Power? Of course I didn't. I have not watched the last like half season of Power. I gave up. I don't care. Who Is died? She- who killed them? Who went to jail? Tasha went to jail. She took off her wig. Spoiler alert, kids. Um, you should have watched Power by now. Fuck, fuck you. Spoiler alert. Skip ahead to the It's next not even thing good. Can you not. really spoil power at this point? It's so bad. Good fucking riddance for one. I just thought everybody was very angry. It, it, and my prediction it was, was wrong. It was basically exactly what you would have wrote yourself. No, what you would have guessed. Absolutely. It, In it, high school. It wasn't a bad episode, but it just was exactly what you would have thought would happen. There I felt like no they drug shock. it out. There was no surprise. There yeah. was nothing. Yeah, they definitely drug it out. They drug it out to make it an 80 minute episode for no reason. Yeah, because uh, yeah, cause we really needed conversations between, uh, who was it? Oh, there was, there was two people talking, I forgot now. Two people talking to each other, and I'm like, I don't, I don't really need this. Oh, I'm trying to remember who it was. I, don't, I forget. My, but, my favorite part was how Tasha tried to set up a criminal. Yeah. He gets there. She thought she had him sprung. He got him some buns. He thought she thought she had him fucked up. Mm-hmm. He, she dropped his ass off. He's like, oh, nah, 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 nah. This looks fishy. Let me make sure niggas know where I'm at when the shits go down. She goes try to set someone up for the murder. She tried to frame Big Sean. That's then what he looked like. He do, he do kind of favor him. <laughs> oh, he's, just, he's, just, he's just a little bigger. Um, so the, That's the, not saying much. Yeah, that's true, too. So the guy she was dealing with, she tries to set him up for the murder, for, go, for killing ghosts, right? They walk into the house the next day with a warrant and was like, you did it. And the guy you tried to set up, he had an alibi. He knew something was happening, so he went to a, he went somewhere with a camera. So at the time that the shot went off, he was timestamped somewhere else. 
Oh God, you're going, is so painfully you're going, stupid. You're going, and my favorite part, she, you know, she got locked up. They made her take a wig off. I know that wig just sighed with relief because that shit was hanging on for Yo. seven straight seasons. All this that's supposed to be right here, the edges? Gone. It's gone. She looked like me. Yeah. Jesus. She had hang time, though. <laughs> she had hang time, though. Because she had her shit braided up, obviously. Yeah. Braids look fresh. She had a little hang time. But my, my thing was, oof. That's why 50 was talking about you, Natori. So, Tariq killed Ghost. Mm-hmm. His own son. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yeah, that was it. Boom. He cried a little. He left. And nobody ever believed him. Everybody who never never believed him. Everybody was looking right through him like, nigga, nobody believes that you're like this good kid. No, no, no one buys it. Yeah. I don't there's so many questions left unanswered. Do you want them answered? Because if you do, there are four power <laughs> spin-offs coming. Four. You guys aren't excited for the PCU? Wait, the power. it's not cinematic. It's not cinematic. The PTU? Power television. Ugh. The power universe? When I the saw, power television universe, when I saw When I saw yeah. power universe, I got very upset. I was like, there's going to be a universe now? There's a universe. Power yes. book three, Raising Canaan. Power book four, Influence. Yes. And power book five, Force. Rashad Tate is getting his own show. Why? Because he's influenced. Shut the fuck up. I <laughs> swear to God. Four. Like, do you know how much bad television that is? That's it's a lot. so much bad that's, that's television. A lot of bad. So it seems like. I can't. I just can't. The Raising Canaan, Canaan one will be a prequel. I'm wondering if that's where uh, Carl from. Uh, uh, Has it been a better casting choice? Shameless. <laughs> Has it been a better casting choice for I'm a delinquent ass- white boy other than Carl Gallagher? I'm assuming that's <laughs> no. why they. I'm assuming that's why they sh- showed us it. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be, I assume that's going to be the Canaan one because that's supposed to be the prequel. The sequel seems to be the power book two ghost. I don't know why it's called ghost, but it's supposed to pick up he's, with, that's the one with method man, Mary, yeah, but he's Tasha, very, he's very Tariq. Yeah. That's why I'm wondering why it's called ghost. Unless Tariq is going to take on a nickname. Maybe. Um, uh, also underrated part when, when they went to the lawyer, Elvin Thibodeau, if you, to those who watch the Cosby show, uncle Elvin oh. was, was, uh, was it was the Lord was the uh, the guy overseeing the estate? Tasha got nothing, nothing. She got nothing. That's Not how, even a clothes on her back. That's how. That's how my wife gonna find it when she kill me. <laughs> <laughs> she, she gotta go collect that. Go collect that, <laughs> collect that life insurance, and we're like nothing. nothing. You get you get nothing. <laughs> you don't get no life insurance. <laughs> um. Yeah, he left them nothing. Left the kids some everything, but three got to go to college for four years to get it. Mm-hmm. He mad as hell. He got to go. You see this face? Four years? Nah, you know what I was upset about that? Three point five. That's basically having you got to have an A average in college. That's a lot when you're, yeah, so, what, when you're trying to be a kingpin. And then what happened? I wonder what happens afterwards. Is the the baby? I mean, she ain't even a baby no more. Yaz? Does Yasmin? Is that her name? Yaz? Does Yaz she, get the rest of it? She if got three a third. Don't finish. Uh, probably so. He he. She got a third, and then because they were twins, Tariq got the other third of everything. Of Reina's, yeah. Mm-hmm. When he when, when she was like, "What about me?" He was like, mm, 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 mm. "Yo, how he give Angela's sister money, but not her?" That's fucked up, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's some spiteful Yo. shit. That's spiteful shit from the Yo, great beyond. Tommy's mom's got something. 
He gave everybody something except Tasha. That's some petty shit from the grave. It's petty, but Tasha. I respect it. Nah, she, she didn't deserve that shit. I don't know if she didn't deserve that shit. Because they did the recap. he been trying to get out, and she didn't, She wants the drug dealer. Yeah. Like, all right, now look at you in now jail. Nothing. With no hair. No hair. <laughs> Just locked up. They won't let you out. No edges and braids. No, no edges. No cell phone. No, nothing. No cellmate. Nothing. <laughs> Not a damn thing. And Tariq got to, got to go to Ivy League school. Is that what that was? Yeah, Stansfield. I guess it was like Stanford uh, or something. Well, yeah. But whatever. It's over now. I canceled Stars immediately after I watched it for a second. Yo, I got charged Friday. I'm <laughs> like, yo. <laughs> I couldn't get like... <laughs> I couldn't get another day out of this shit. Ooh, I'd have been sick, boy. I couldn't get another day out nah, of they, this they shit. They hit me because they hit me at the beginning of the month. I was like, ooh, let me hit cancel again real quick. It expires in two weeks. It expires at the top of March. I seen some documentary up there that I may check out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I guess if, since I got it for another <laughs> fucking <laughs> month, <laughs> might as well get something out of it. Oh, shit. But power's finally over. We know who shot goes. Bad vantage point is over. Thank God, we didn't need any more. It's over now. Well, I watched the four shows. No, no, I can't do it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I can't say I won't, but I can't say I will. Mm-mm. No can do. Return to sender. Do not want. Unless they get some better writers to get another showrunner. Because it's the same person that ran this one is running all four of those. Keep them. Because that shit is, that shit trailed, that shit fell off a cliff. Like, they always talk about on, on ESPN and shit. This shit fell off a cliff. It was garbage. Yo, we really don't know who that girl text, texted. Mm-mm. We don't know. Mm-mm. We have no idea what why she was there. Mm-mm. The teacher, I forgot all about him. He <laughs> randomly came back for the last episode. episode. To get arrested. And so he was able to, the cops were nice enough to let him send a text before they yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> took his phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they left all these loose ends. Apparently, that's what... Maybe the sequel's gonna gonna answer. I don't know why it's called Ghost either. If he's dead, I thought maybe he he wasn't dead at first because they were calling it that. But nah, yeah, that nigga dead, dead. Still never seen a funeral though. No, it just went straight to the lawyer. Who who got what? Yeah, I don't know. Mm-mm. I don't know what. I I, I don't know. They, your main character dies and you don't give him a funeral. Mm-mm. Why? Even Kanan got to at least get his ashes smoked. What kind of that was some bad <laughs> shit? <laughs> he could at least smoke ghost ashes. I hate, I hate niggas so much, <laughs> so so much, so so much. Ooh, I hate niggas. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Yo, is the sixth? Is the 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 sixth? I guess Power Book Six. That should feature Yaz. What's Yaz been doing this whole time? That's a, that's a show I would watch. That should be a comedy. It would be like Rugrats. It should be a comedy. Yeah. What is yet? Yo, I got the. the I want them to the, go back the, and show us who was raising her. Books. <laughs> books Big Mama. Power book six. Where was Yaz? It should be a comedy. That's going to be the next spinoff. So I interrupt this podcast to present. Have you guys been on the internet and seen the shit happening with the gravitational pull and brooms? No. Evan, we need your broom. Get a broom. Listen, listen. Yeah, I ain't going to talk about no gravi- gravitational pull and brooms without like telling me what's going on first. Because that shit could end up in the wrong place. Bro- <laughs> <laughs> what brooms. is going on? Brooms are standing up by themselves. I have a Swiffer right there. Nope. Would that work? No. Hold on. I'm going to show you. 
something about the gravitational pull is causing brooms to stand up by themselves. So I've, do I've you really want me to go get my broom? Yes, we have to do it. All right, I'll be back. Everybody's standing up brooms. I want to stand up a broom. <laughs> um... All right, guys. Here we go. That didn't work. Try to go. Nigga. <laughs> Evan's trying to stand up the broom. Bruh, the broom is standing up on its own. See, I, this is witchcraft. See, I, you. I, I thought is, you meant it got up on its own at first, but I, I've never tried this before, so I can't say it's. N- Apparently, scientists said it has something to do with what's going on with the Earth's like something or other right now, and the broom is just standing up by itself. I need, I need to get a photo of this. It's science, y'all. Uh huh. It's something. Sorcery, uh-huh. science, whatever you want to call it, but that's just standing up dead on dead ass on its own. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I've never tried it before, uh, but it is standing up on its own. That shit breaks. What uh, is it usually just tip over? I mean, it. I, I don't know. Let's I've see how long that room. shit stands stands up for. <clears throat> if it'll last the whole show. Yeah. I took a video of it too. That shit breaks. Oh, all right. <laughs> broom stand up, guys. <laughs> the broom is now an honorary <laughs> member of the show. So. That should trip me out, my nigga. I mean, it's just standing there. It's just, it's just looking at us. I, I, I don't know. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> yes. Pray, pray for Yaz. Yo. Shit, she got how, somebody, how, that little nigga eye. How old was Yaz in the final episode? 42? She was definitely at least 16. She looked like <laughs> about 14, 15. M. Sam. How the fuck is she 16? That would make Tariq like 25. Nigga, she's a baby in season one. Nah, I she's, can't understand. She was probably like nine, but like she didn't say anything. She just, they were having these full blown conversations. Because nobody told her how to talk. Yo, she, <laughs> she didn't have parents. Yo, they were having these full blown conversations about ghosts and how a piece of shit he is. And she was just looking. She couldn't even contribute. All sad-eyed and just like looking at them talking and just watching. Like they really told her to just, yo, just stand there and just look. You see Big Mama? She was like, you get, he was like, you get free rent for you. She was like, that's it? Nigga, you ain't been around? <laughs> yes. Shut up. I mean, she she has been taking care of their, their, their daughter. Kid. You right. Well, she got her Some job she did. Little girl don't even speak. That's right. She a mute. <laughs> yo, how Yaz in this fucking show ain't getting, ain't getting out one line? Not one. She might have got a daddy. Nobody she might have got a daddy or talk. two. Not one line, yo. That's fucked up. That did yeah, it's dirty. Power, that little girl can't even say her damn name. Power book six. They should have been arrested was for yes. neglect. <laughs> Called DCF on them niggas. Called DCF in a hurry, nigga. They oh, certainly man. called DCF for less. So while was Power Book Six, Protective Child Services. <laughs> so while I was peeing, peeing is like a, a a sport for me now. So I have to find things to do while it's happening. You gold medalist. I've never like the amount of pee that happens while <laughs> pregnant. I know this is really gross, but it is. My, I don't understand where it's all coming from. I don't. You're peeing for two now, Bianca. yo. <laughs> well, yes, the baby is peeing inside of me currently. I read that in my what to expect 
update this week. You know, every time I get another week, what, it tells me what's going on. What to expect when you're expecting? Yes, my baby doesn't have webbed fingers and toes anymore, and it doesn't have a tail anymore. So, you know, it, it, it is producing urine inside of me all day long, which is gross. Um, Fun fact. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everything about having a child is absolutely disgusting. <laughs> it's, it's just absolutely gross. And I'm so squeamish. I just, like, gag at everything. And then I tell my husband, and he looks like he's going to pass out. Um, so She's like, don't pass on, nigga. This is your fault. Right. You right. Did, right. You did this to me. Yes. Every day. S- somebody did this. Somebody did this. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was, it was not me. So... While I was finding something to peruse while peeing, I discovered... Peruse, peruse while peeing. That's how long <laughs> it takes me to pee. Solid alliteration, man. I, You know, I try. So, at a VA airport, they intercepted dead birds in a passenger's bag coming from China. And there's a picture. And the picture is frightening. What the fuck? And this is why we have the coronavirus resurging the way that it has taken niggas out. Because what airport is that? Virginia Airport, VA Airport. Which one? It doesn't say. Oh no, I need to know that. I'm going. I'm flying into Reagan in a few weeks. I need to know. Why? Dead birds. Lots of dead birds. Oh, I hope that's Dulles. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I'm from China. It's definitely Dulles. And Reagan's Reagan's national. Lots of dead birds. Like there's probably just to give the listeners an idea of what we're looking at here. There's probably forty dead birds in this pile. Wow. Uh huh. All right. I, you, you know, you try to respect people's cultures, but but I don't know what yeah, happens in yeah. China with animals, but they just, there are no boundaries. Like, if it's an animal, they will eat it, they will skin it, they will travel with it, they will make it a pet. I don't care what you eat. Cook this shit. Because you're living out, it's rotten, it's causing all kinds of mutated diseases and shit. Yeah, what what, what is it about, like, just eating... Sorry, that picture distracted me. With a- <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's just so like. <laughs> Yo, what is it about eating like live animals or almost half dead animals? Like, what's the obsession? Fam, I don't know. I like everything I eat very dead. Very dead. I, I, grilled, I don't do sushi. Grilled, baked, or fried. And if it's fried, I like some breading around it as well. Uh, I'll eat sushi, but that's fish. They clean the fish before they let you eat it. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Niggas is out here living foul. I oh. and if you're keeping score at home, kids, it's definitely Dulles' airport in Virginia. I uh, looked it up. It's on the U.S. Customs and Border Protection's website. It's gross. Yikes. So it's, it, it's gross. No, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Yeah, I seen Joaquin Phoenix's uh, Oscar's I, I, rant. No, what do you what do you say? I don't know. He was just talking about cows and how we drink their milk, take their milk from them, and put it in our cereal. Oh, he went on one of those. Yeah. He went on one of those, huh? Like, he started talking about, like, race and how we need to treat be- people better and different <laughs> races, sexes, and then he said animals, and I just, I, yeah. So, you mean yeah. to tell me he went from racism you know to white sexism to homophobism yeah. to PETA? <laughs> To, mm-hmm. to animals, yep. You know, for white people, it always ends up with animals. Yeah. No, it really does. Add, they it's, deserve the same rights. It's some Eric. real fetishized shit that got going on with animals that I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, and then he went on to talk about cows and taking their milk and forcing them to... You don't, you don't talk about milk. cows a lot, too, though, like that? Russell Simmons, when he's not, you know, ducking the cops because he did weird shit to girls. But, you know... <laughs> you know, yo, when he's, you know... Help, Jesus, help. When, <laughs> when he's, you know, he's talking to his normal shit, he's talking about that vegan shit. And always somebody asks the cows... Uh, cow's milk and, and them farting I guess methane gas mm-hmm. bad for the environment yes but that's like part of the spiel did that happen too did he talk about methane gas nah he didn't no, he talk about cow farts 
Okay, so he no, he, he, he left he, the he, he hit the Peter trifecta. Good for him. He left no, one out. I think it was just more more morality than anything. Okay, so um, you're talking about Joaquin. Did you watch any of the Oscars? Yeah, and nothing stood out. That was the only thing that I stood heard out. Eminem performed. I heard it too. I didn't watch that part. I heard he performed uh, "Lose Yourself." Right? Apparently, isn't, it isn't won. that song almost twenty years old? Yes. Yeah, it won an Oscar though. Huh? And he didn't go that year. It also, he went to get his Oscar from twenty years, almost twenty years ago. I don't now. know. I don't know why. I know he performed. I heard he performed. He I heard performed. it's very strange because the song's old as shit. Nobody knew while he was there apparently, but I did not go. I meant to go back and watch. I did not go back and watch that. I tell you all the time. Technically, Eminem's phenomenal. I don't get the appeal other than he's white. White people like to see white people do things, and everybody loves Mom Spaghetti. I guess. I, you know, he's he's another one. He's strange, man. <laughs> I just want him to rap and go away. I and mean, that's what that's what he does these days. And people still like dragging him out to places. Oscar like winner, new album, I guess. I don't know. His album big came out though. I mean, it was what, a month ago? It was still yeah. this year. So I he, mean, he promo in that? Could, right? Uh, do you do you stop promo promoting no, your but album? Eminem Eminem rap rap now. He he used to like mix it in for the pop audience. He don't do that shit no more. He be rapping rapping now. Yeah, yeah. And he, he be having he be uh, having like real rappers. He on did have show. one song with Ed Sheeran. There's always going to be an Ed Sheeran track. Yeah. You never. Ed, Ed Sheeran or like Haley something. Or Skylar Gray. Skylar Gray. Yeah, you know, you she's always around. Yeah. But other than that, it's Royce. I heard Conway's on a new album. And somebody, oh, Black Thought's on the new album too. Um, So Parasite is the movie that won Best Picture. Yeah. South Korean movie. Yes. And it's not in English. They said it was the first one. Not oh, wow. in English that won Best Picture. That's awesome. Okay. I don't know. I just... Mad racist of me, but I just kept seeing them like parasite diseases, and I just kept thinking of the coronavirus, and it was just weird. Yeah, I don't know. So I just I just took a boomerang and sent it to T White. Hey T White, because I I posted the the broom standing up, and and he was like no, and I was like I started laughing. He was like, did you really do this because you're a reputable source? And I'm like, yo, it's it's standing up right now as we record. And he's I, got, like, I got video. I'm he's done. like, I don't believe it. So I took a boomerang and I sent it to nope. him. And he's like, is that popcorn in your bucket? I'm like, yeah, but the broom is still standing up in the corner on its own. Posting the video. Niggas need to see it. Uh, it yeah, I guess. Should I post a video? Put it Should on I the- be that guy? Yep. Yeah. All right, I'll be that guy. Oh, it's too long. I have to post it later. I mean, right, I so understand. I wouldn't believe it either. Yeah. <laughs> broom challenge. Yeah. So I was told I had to be that guy to show the broom it's, just it's standing just in the background. It's just, it's just chilling. So that's what's going. Oh, yeah. My studio's under construction, guys, by the way. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. That's what. Uh, yeah. Hmm. All right. That's all I got. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my phone is plugged in. <laughs> that was weird. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> back to the back to the podcast. All right. Um, before I get angry and, s- and talk about Gil King, um, the only part of the Oscars I saw was the fashion, and I watched that on Twitter. That's all I care about. Uh, Tracy Ellis Ross. I saw her after party outfit. Beyonce I'm, threw is a it party. On Instagram. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Beyonce threw a party and made everybody sign NDAs. So anybody who went, you see their social media go completely black at 11 p.m. <laughs> that bitch said, "Oh, Tiffany Haddish, you couldn't hold that drop of water from last year. Now everybody signs an NDA." And they did. I respect Uh, it. Mm -hmm. I respect it. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Sorry, looking up Tracy Ellis Ross. While we're having this transition, I'm going to share a personal story, right? So, you know, when you're pregnant, sometimes you have food aversions. Mm-hmm. And my mom made chicken. And she used some kind of herbs. So I'm smelling it and I'm gagging. And, <laughs> and you know, like, I love chicken. Chicken loves me back. It's a real important relationship in my life. Yep. So she made the chicken. She put on a plate. And I couldn't eat it. Oh, no. And I was so emotional. I came downstairs crying <laughs> with the plate in my hand. And I was like, but I love chicken. You should try to have her cook up some of them Chinese birds that, that you brought over with them. Son. Nigga, she'll start glowing in the dark. Nigga, no. <laughs> my baby will grow 42 heads. Facts. Um, I was literally in tears, like hysterically crying because I couldn't eat chicken. Like, and my, and my mom's just staring at me because she doesn't know what to do. And I'm like, how, I'm how starving. She like cooked it with some kind of herbs, and it was so it wasn't the actual chicken that was bothering me because I I ate chicken after so that it was, it was fine, but shit. it was okay. seasoning. It was a combo of the seasonings. Your yeah, pregnant your baby, nose, your baby wants hot wings. I don't want none of that healthiest shit. I mean, what she, she do? She baked herbs. it? No, she just sautéed it in the pan oh, with like pan. Uh, peppers and onions, but she used some kind of herb spice on it. I don't know what it was. <laughs> she don't even know what it was. Bianca, you ain't getting no chicken. Yo, I cried. No. Like, literally cried. I'd have been like, all right, we can't have this. Let's go to Chick fil A right now and figure out if it's a chicken or what you put in the chicken. <laughs> no, God for damn real. it. I need to know. <laughs> Went to Popeyes, KFC. Mm-hmm. No, we, what we, we can leave out KFC. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Leave that out. Mm-mm. Yo, you know what I wish was up here? Hmm. Zaxby's. Oh, yeah. I went to Zaxby's last time I was down south. Zaxby's is hit. I want a Zaxby's. Yo, there's so many good places down south to eat. That's why they, all them niggas is, is unhealthy. Yeah. Just love chicken. It's so good. Yo, that's awesome. Chicken's really amazing. <sighs> only, only like in the big cities are people like kind of healthy. Like you go to some little towns down south where it's like a Piggly Wiggly, a Duchess, maybe a Zaxby's and a dollar store. Yep. All niggas is doing all the days. best food in the world. Oh, absolutely. It's amazing. Telling you. Um, <laughs> talk about the coronavirus. Did you see the doctor that discovered it or died? told people about it died? Yes. I heard they announced he died and then they were like, nah, he's in critical. Then they said he was dead again. Yeah. They brought him back to life and then, yeah. So they said 8.2% of people who were diagnosed with it have been cured. But 8.2% of 20,000 is yeah, what? That's not a big number. Okay. Um. The, the 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 ship that's docked mm-hmm. with that they can't it's just in the middle of the ocean because quarantine it, it, they're quarantined apparently 135 new cases have popped up on that boat so, even though they're quarantined so are they cured or does it like go away do I, they like just, if it's a virus it could come and go right so that I'm a cure is different than them just not being sick anymore, I guess is what I'm saying. The, so the I, article used it? the word cured. Yeah. I don't know what that means that for That sounds virus. like they figured out a cure for it and they have no, medicine. That only medication. Can, but to, me, to me, it sounds like people have gotten sick. Their immune system was able to fight it off. Right. And keep it moving. My thing is, you quarantining people. They had a Royal Caribbean ship that docked in, the, uh, in Jersey. Yep. They had to check everybody because there was like 10 or 20 Chinese nationals that came on the boat. People, 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 people. Why are y'all still going to Wuhan in China? There's like mad places going to China. It's like the second biggest country on the fucking planet. Mm-hmm. Go somewhere else. Stop going to ground fucking zero and bringing this shit back home. Mm-hmm. And you also make it worse. This year's the Olympics. Yes. Thousands of people, one place, all from all over the right world. In Tokyo. In Tokyo. So my mom stole me surgical masks from work because mm-hmm. I have to travel soon. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was telling her, I'm literally going to be in one 
two, three, four airports in 48 hours. Mm-hmm. And in three different states and two different countries in yep. 48 hours. Yep. And when you're pregnant, your immune system is compromised. Yep. So I'm like, and you know, like cabin air on a plane. Oh, it's trash. It's, it's, stale. it's recycled. Like, stale air. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm worried. You know what I mean? Because I'm. I don't want on that bitch in a hazmat suit. Yo, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not putting it past me. I'm not putting I'm it past a, me. I put on a goddamn hazmat suit. Fuck them niggas. I'm going to, I don't know if you guys saw that article about Naomi Campbell and what she does on a plane when she travels. Nah. She literally like, she gets on the plane like an hour before she travels and she cleans everything. Oh. She sanitizes everything. She like vacuums her seat. She literally cleans the whole area of the plane she's going to be in. Well, yeah, it makes sense too. Somebody's flying private. Oh yeah, for yes. one. <laughs> yes. But, but even that, she she. But still... even, that, even then, she doesn't have her own jet. Even though she's flying private, mm-hmm. she's chartering. So this nigga's using the plane before her. Yes. So she got on that bitch right like, oh, no, no, no. Y'all niggas living foul. Yep. Mm-mm. I don't know where you niggas been. Mm-mm. People be flying with their pets. Oh, man. All kind of wild I shit. I have absolutely been on a plane with pets. Sure have. Pets, with sick peacock? babies. No. You know that peacock died? Did he? Oh, God. Yeah. All right, P. That's really, it's really. We nice were on a flight with a full-grown dog coming back from Miami, I believe. Yes. No. Nigga. Like a full-grown lab. No, the labs are friendly enough, but it's a, it was a full-grown dog, my nigga. Mm-mm. Goldie was Goldie was quiet, but he was big. Mm-hmm. Very large. Like, uh-huh. try to sit in his owner's lap. You too goddamn big. Get your ass down. And they want to put him, they didn't want to put him, in, they saw those emotional support. So yes. they put him in a cage down, down below. So so airports just skeeve me out in general, but oh, now... They're, yeah. pe- they're peace street dishes. Oh my God, it's gross. Yeah. So I plan on bringing all manner of sanitizer... Safety wipes, just all. I'd have been to say, "Don't touch me." Yeah, fall yeah. the fuck back. Yeah, I'm going to be that guy on the plane. Like, hold on, hold on, <laughs> let's let's establish some boundaries here. Oh, and then yeah. I just think about the bathroom and I'm. Ugh. Ain't really shit you could do about it either. No, no. I, oh no, when I when I when I go out to California in a few weeks, I'm definitely definitely gonna be out there with the hands in. Uh, you gonna wear a mask? I might. Just be funny. So if you do, send us a picture. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I'll, I'll send you a picture because I'm absolutely yes. going to have You can borrow some of my masks. She got me a <laughs> whole you. box. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, like, it's it's an airborne thing. It's a virus. It's a strain of the virus that the body hasn't learned how to fight off yet, which is why people are dying from it. It's just mm-hmm. like the flu. So you don't know what you're going to get. If, if it was just me and I wasn't pregnant, I'd be like, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be fine. But I can't. If I get sick, the baby gets sick. This is just it's not... Yeah, yeah. Nah, nah. I feel like <laughs> nah. so. you know. Be careful. <laughs> out there. got time for that. So make sure you clean. Please stop going. Wash to, your hands. Stop going to China. <laughs> and if you there, stay there till this shit is figured the fuck out. Also, stop being racist towards Chinese people. You know, I, I get Sorry. that. Sorry. <laughs> I get. I get. But like, you know, this is not an excuse for us to treat every Asian person we see like shit. You know. We just, we have to be we have to be careful here. Just because they're Chinese doesn't mean they have the coronavirus, guys. It's For not starters, how that works. let's try that. And two, if they're Chinese and they're here, chances are they ain't never been over there. That's a good point. Right? That's a very Lead good point. Be. Now, if they say they came just came back from over there, like all right, take three steps back. Run like hell. Please don't breathe in my general vicinity because I don't know what you brought home with you from over there. Right. And let's keep it moving. And like that's that. fair. That's that's absolutely but fair. If you know their parents are Chinese and they've lived, you know, they're from New York. It's it's fine. <laughs> Coronavirus didn't just magically grow on them because they're Chinese. Right. It's okay. 
And you're probably calling them all Chinese, and they're probably from like Korea or some shit. Yes. Relax. Yes. We, you know, we gotta, we really gotta be careful to do that. Do better. Cause, cause we, we, we as, we as niggas, we don't like it when they do that to us, you know. So we gotta, you know, make sure we don't be perpetuating shit. All right. What else you got? What else you gotta pay? Go ahead, E. Want to talk about Gail, your girl Gail? I have a fabulous video to play for this story. So, Gail King, famous for being Oprah's best friend, and used to work at Channel 3 here in Connecticut, back way back in the day. Works now at CBS. I think she's on the morning show for them. Did an interview with Lisa Leslie, friend of Kobe Bryant. Had a long-form interview about Kobe Bryant. During part of the interview, the part that got posted to social, because of course... She talks about Kobe's sexual uh, assault case. Um, the case never went to trial. I, I don't believe he got it. Yeah, I, don't, I honestly don't know the whole story. I, I don't think like, it ever went yeah. to trial. Uh, the accuser decided not to testify. Then settled out of court. Leave it at that. No, no. Here goes Gail. She decides to poke and prod about it. Like Lisa pushes her off on one of them. And then she goes back and says, well, he wouldn't show that part of him to you. Now you're just trying to be persuasive and trying to add your own opinion to this interview. Right. A lot of backlash. Snoop. Snoop, Snoop. was wild. Yo, Snoop. Snoop was wild. I, I know that's his friend. I was cold. Him and Kobe were cool. He was upset about it. You know, calling a seven-year-old woman out her name for doing her job. She did, a, she did her job poorly, but she was doing her job. Yeah, the anger behind bitch. Yeah, yeah, that was a little rough. That was, no, that was a little. It, it, it a little was rough. rough. He was he was whooping to the crowd on that one. The the Bill Cosby part is the part that that made me go, okay, let's let's stop right here and readjust. Because oh, you know, I, too, I don't yeah. I don't expect Snoop Dogg to be no. politically correct God, no. in addressing anything. Um, not that it's right. I just don't expect it. But the whole you know free Bill Cosby thing. It's like first of all, Wait, he said that you yeah. are yes, yeah, yeah definitely the hashtagged it. You are further tarnishing Kobe's legacy by attaching him to an an evil person like Bill Cosby. Like that's not doing Kobe's story any justice. My problem with Bill Cosby is he don't, he ain't never give a fuck about us. Never until his until his old creepy ass was in, on his way to jail. And then someone tweeted from his account <laughs> really in did. response to Snoop and thanked him mm-hmm. and explained to him how it was such a you know, conspiracy that he was minding his business and ended up in jail for all the things that he did yep. and whatever else. 50, 60 women, they all lied on them. Every last one of them. Fuck out of here. So Bill Cosby didn't give a fuck about us. Why the fuck should we care about him? Take take his old ass to jail. The the thing the thing about the Gail situation is for me, I get that, you know, we're constantly holding a candle to, to media to tell them to be better journalists, to report actual news, to be conscious of the information that they're spewing out into the masses, right? Because we want facts and figures. We're, we're tired of all this bluff, these, you know, these captions that are clickbait and all that other shit. It's just, it's damaging mm-hmm. on both sides of the story. The thing about the, the Gale interview is... Nobody yet who has decided to touch the sexual assault case or the rape case or however you want to categorize it has been able to do it in a way where they can discuss the nuance of a person. Nobody has discussed it in a way 
that has really looked at it from the point of view of what we can only know that happened or didn't happen. Because the only two people who know what actually happened are Kobe and that woman. And one of them's dead. He's dead and and she's not going to say anything. Exactly. If she's smart. Because if she does say something, she's going to open her life up to more scrutiny than more scrutiny than it already was. Because what I do know about the case was her information was leaked to the public. Yep. And so her, her name was out there for everybody to see. And, and so it's, it's a difficult conversation to have, but I think the, the problem with the way that Gail did it was one, she spoke from a, a space where she was accusatory. Yep. Like as if she believed Kobe did it. You're asking this as somebody who had a close friendship to the man. So that seems insensitive. And it, it just didn't, there is a way to say things. There is a way to discuss things and, and there's a way to do it with tact. And there's a way again, to, to discuss the nuance of a human being. We are not all good or all bad. There's a lot of gray yeah, area with yeah. people. And she missed that mark. I think too, in her uh, her efforts to kind of be be the good journalist that she usually is, she kind of injected her own personal bias into it with the second question. Because if she had left it to the first one, and Lisa pushed her off, and she was like, and the followed up with the third one to say, okay, this isn't really the right time to talk about it. People are still really raw about about Kobe passing, so. You trying to bring it up and add your own shit into it with that second question about well he wouldn't show that side of himself to you right it makes it look like yeah, yeah. she said you you wouldn't know right so it makes it sound like you know she feels a way about him or yes is making um, some kind of accusatory statement exactly about him and that's how it came across yeah. it wasn't it wasn't person removed journalism where she was asking about facts it was accusatory yeah. and the fact of the matter is is that this was a one-time incident from what we know. Kobe yeah. was never accused of anything ever again. Right. Nobody else has come forward. And and the man was alive for, you know, 20 years after this happened. About, yep. And you nobody you didn't ask this to his face. You didn't bring it back up. No. Nobody did. Now he's dead and and now you want to ask if he did it. Now you want to ask yeah. these questions. It's just yeah. And I get it. I I think you do have to discuss it. It is a part of his legacy. It happened. But to there, there's a time and a place. Right. I'm not sure when or where that is. It's, de- but it's definitely not now. <laughs> it's definitely not before he's buried he not, he not or even cremated yet. or I don't know what you know. Right. They, the they, funeral hasn't. They ain't laid him the rest yet. So yeah, right. you're doing all this now. It just comes off bad. I don't. The backlash wasn't warranted. You know, death threats. Right. Calling the woman no. out her name. Over, over that is unwarranted. So she blamed, you know, the editing. Sure and she did. said she was pissed off. And I went and watched the full interview. The whole thing was edited bad. Mm-hmm. It just like cut, cut, cut to each question, cut, cut. So there was no, there wasn't even any time. Like to no flow of conversation. Yeah, like yeah. Okay. And I mean, it's, you, I assume it's on the morning show. So you got, it was like five and a half minutes. So it's just, it was just edited very poorly to begin with. And, but everything that they showed us was just the middle of it. It's mm-hmm. not like, there was more context to it. There was none. My problem was, so I don't know, know what she was talking about. You need play. You need space to do interviews like that. Long form yeah. interviews. You need to either go on the radio, or go on a podcast, where you can have a conversation and have a real conversation. Yeah. And I think that leads me to this this interview that was done, where this woman speaks about um, Gail's interview, and I felt like this was an important thing to say. 
Who's to blame? But I do think that we're trying to make a very uncomfortable conversation complicated. And I think we're doing that because clearly there is a lot of emotion and a lot of hurt involved. In order to really have a conversation about why this has been such a big story, if we have to talk about what was happening in 2003 when Kobe was first accused of rape. There were two different Americas. We had white households whose parents were telling their white daughters to beware of Kobe's in the wake of O.J. Simpson. We had black households who were telling their kids about the story of Emmett Till, the 14-year-old black boy who was killed in Mississippi for allegedly whistling at a white woman in 1955, and we later learned that that wasn't the truth. So when we have these two very different conversations happening, we see this Kobe Bryant situation very differently. We have some people who see a black man who got away with raping a white woman. Some of us see a black man who was accused of raping a white woman and did something that was historically daunting. He he not only got past these allegations and moved on with his life, but he went on to be great and inspire a lot of people. Some people will see his apology as an omission of guilt. Some of us see his apology as fighting for his life. And we think about Emmett Till and how many times he apologized for something he didn't do in order to fight for his life. So when we're having these conversations in mainstream media, especially as a black woman in media, we have to be so careful because this narrative has already been out there in a way that mainstream media was never about because there was zero representation in 2003 to even have a thought of what the Kobe side could have been. And now we're here and we're having these conversations and we can't have these conversations with even a hint of not having a historical context in them because it is just that painful. And that's the reason why no one wants to hear from any black woman, black man, and mainstream media that isn't speaking love and peace and honor on Kobe Bryant's name less than two weeks after his death and that's the reason why there's so much backlash and until we have that conversation we're not having a conversation at all yeah so I felt like she touched on you know both sides of the story really well because yeah. I think she she painted that picture very accurately America saw this moment very differently depending on what kind of household you grew up in and you know, I think about 2003 and I think about the early 2000s and I think about the early 90s. The conversations around consent were not happening. Consent didn't no, really become a topic of conversation until this decade. And and so, you know, when you when you hear that Kobe apologized for this and you hear that one of the statements that he made was, I thought I had consent. Now, right. looking back at this, maybe I didn't. I think we have to we have to look at the fact of like. When we talk about rape, for instance, most people think of rape as a very violent act. Right. I'm raping you. I'm physically harming you. I'm trying to take power away from you. I'm exerting power over you. Yeah. The truth of, this, of the matter is there are many different ways to rape a person. And a lot of that comes down to consent. I, I had consent. You withdrew consent and I kept going. I coerced you. Um, even though I didn't think maybe I was coercing you, but I kind of badgered you into having sex. I had sex with you while you were under the influence because you were flirting with me and I thought that's what you wanted. You yep. woke up in the morning and you felt you didn't have control of that situation and it wasn't what you wanted. Consent is a very complicated part of sex because it can be withdrawn on both ends. So, you know, I think people say, well, 
we think, you know, what if Kobe raped her? And they think it automatically had to be this violent act where he asserted his huge body over her and, and took control and harmed her, maybe physically hurt her in a way where he was putting his hands on her, abused her, anything like that, where it really could have come down to something as simple as he did think he had consent and she felt he didn't. You know what I mean? I don't... I, I, I was 13 when this happened, so I don't yeah. know the context of what happened in the case or what they discussed or didn't. But it, it could have been very much so a simple mistake. And I think if people, you know, we're all in our, in our 30s, around our 30s. We were all born in the 80s, early 90s. If you look back at your sexual history right now, I guarantee you almost everybody can come up with one sexual experience where they're like, I don't know if I necessarily had consent for that, both men and women. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guarantee you, you were out drinking one night and had sex with somebody who was also very drunk. I guarantee you, if you thought about that, you were like, huh, could they have consented to that? Yeah. If they had woken up the next morning and been like, I don't remember shit, could I have been accused of rape? I guarantee you, everybody has at least one story like that because it wasn't a conversation. We weren't talking about but it. I also think people are looking at it through the 2020 lens instead of thinking of back to 2003 and how people talked about shit like this back then. Everybody always looks at it with the the gift of hindsight. Right. And they want to, you know, put all this new shit out there now with your new thoughts instead of just thinking about how you thought about it back then. Right. You can't accuse Kobe of some shit he didn't know nothing about that happened. You're talking about this was almost 20 years ago at this point. So trying to think about it, how you would think about it now, back then, it don't work. Right. I think a lot of people are doing that now. You know, I've seen some people write articles about Kobe and his compli- the complication of his legacy because of this case. But the people I see talking about it, some of them are younger than me. So what the fuck do you know about it? Right. Because, again, I was 13 when it happened. And I can't remember. I remember the conversation, but I can't remember the full story. I can't remember what, the woman's name or the nah. actual details of the case. What I remember most about it is he would go to Colorado. He would come back to L.A. or wherever they're playing and get busy after every court date. That's the thing that I remember most about it. I don't remember, I don't remember vivid details about it. Not like you think about the cases you see about now, like all the cases about police brutality or right, it wasn't even really the OJ shit that happened a few years ago. Right. No, no God, no. And, and so it's, it's a difficult conversation to have, especially as a woman, because I never want to come off as a rape apologist or anything. Listen, if he raped her, he raped her, and that's a conversation we need to have. But I don't know. He was acquitted. Everything was, you know, tucked away. I don't know. Well, he wasn't acquitted. He, they didn't go to trial. Right. right. So they right. set, they set a lot yeah. of, they set a lot of court and never went to trial. Yeah. And, and then, you know, I think we have to have the, 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 and I don't know if this is necessarily the fair conversation, but it is a real conversation about the dynamic between white women and black superstars in the late nineties, yeah. early two thousands, and even even to now, because that has always and, been a thing. And then there's, there also never stops anyone. Not saying this is what happened, but there, it never stops anyone from regretting it after the fact and just saying, "Oh, this is how I felt when it was going on." There's no there's no real way to prove any of this. It's just so complicated. Yeah. Right. So it is complicated. It is if, a very if, complicated conversation. To I don't have. think people like to do the mental exercise of thinking about it that way. Right. This shit is complicated. We don't know fully what happened. But we'd much rather just play the blame game. Right. Or say the same thing and say, he was wrong. He's a monster. Let's keep it moving. So my question is, what's worse? I mean, I agree we shouldn't be talking about this shit now. But, I mean, here we are. But we should be bringing it up, calling him a 
shitty person is I guess what I'm trying to say. But like what's worse, us not knowing and acting like he wasn't or us not knowing and acting like he was? Well, I think the conversation like like this this, you know, this woman just said it's complicated because black people are always guilty before anything else. And Absolutely. he's a black yeah. man who, who, whether it was rape or consensual, had sex with a white woman. So there was automatically a stigma behind that connection mm-hmm. because that's been what it is. You know, we have conversations, and I remember having these conversations in high school. I had friends who played basketball who were very popular. They were black men, and white women flocked to them. And there was always that conversation about, you know, like, be careful because if her daddy finds out you're fucking her, mm-hmm. you could go to jail. You could. We've seen it happen. Yeah. We've seen it happen where, where black men have been accused of raping white girls because uh, their father finds out they're fucking a black man and now they're in trouble. And the, the girl would rather say he raped me than to admit to their father. Or just not say nothing. Like yes, men. or just not yeah. saying or, anything yes, at all. Yes. So like, yeah, you're right, Dad. This yeah. is not... You know, and I don't, I don't have the statistics on how prevalent that happened has happened. You know what I mean? So I don't want to say it's like an overwhelming thing that occurred. Right, but it happened. But it did happen. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like we can't ignore the fact that that was a thing. You know what I mean? You have this very famous basketball player, a white woman who's seen dollar signs, and you know, I think sexual remorse is a thing. He he was married at the time, correct? Yeah, just got they, I think they'd been married a few years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and so you slept with a, a married man. And, or he, you know what I mean? There was a sexual encounter between you. <laughs> oh, there's children in the room. At least a half hour. It's just been yeah, sitting there. It's, it's been at least 40 minutes. Yeah, about Don't, 40 minutes. Oh, come on, babe. Hey, <laughs> we, were, we were waiting to see how long it would last before we left. I did. I took a video. It's on Instagram. You want me to take another picture? No, I wanted to see how long it lasts before. We wanted to see if it would last the whole podcast, but you just ruined it now, so you might as well take it. Where's my wife and stepson. Come here, Mace. You want to say hi? You want to be on the podcast? He said he wants to be on the podcast. <laughs> What's up? Baby, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> He's great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody must have heard me upstairs from upstairs. Yep. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, so <laughs> I think no matter what the case would have said, there was always going to be a stigma around the fact that a black man in 2003 had a, a black married man in 2003 had some kind of sexual encounter with a white woman. There was always going to be a stigma around it. There was no way around it. No. So so it's hard to have the conver- that conversation. So now they're just going to drop the broom as yes. they're trying to. Yes. As they try to make it stand up, yes. Yes. <laughs> so, so there's no way to have the conversation without talking about the racial piece. There's no way to have the conversation without looking at the historical... Right. Um, you know, the historical content but behind what would happen when black men slept with white women. You know, it really was a thing. And... And I don't, I don't say that to discredit her. I say that because we don't know what happened. So it's just as damning to talk about him as if he was guilty, even though he was never charged to be guilty, right. as it is to talk about him and, and not be guilty. We don't know. So you can talk about it and you can ask, you know, if you think this is an asterisk on his character or whatever, because maybe it is. Um, but the way in which Gail went about asking it, it was very accusatory. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know that that's necessarily fair. And, and also... We we tend to judge people. I mean, granted, this is, rape is one of the things we probably should judge them on, but we tend we tend to judge people on their worst accusation or worst thing they've ever done in their life. And I, I feel like Kobe got a second chance. He 
he was continue lucky. to be supported. He was lucky enough he was to lucky. get one. Yeah. But like you see time after time that people don't get that. And it's like when someone says I don't th- I didn't think it I didn't think it was rape. I didn't think I raped her. I thought I was I thought it was consent. And like I feel like that was an honest and, and that's what I'm honest saying. Answer is, is it and, may and, have and felt, it doesn't make him a piece of shit for it. Right. It may have very well been the case. And that's why I say, like, even for me, I listening to him say that or, or hearing that he said that, I thought about my own sexual experiences and I'm like, huh, did I give consent for that? I remember, you know what I mean? Or or did I have consent to do that to this yeah. man? You know what I mean? I've literally sat in, and I was like, I could see it. I can absolutely see it. But I think, you know, when we hear rape, we automatically associate it with the violence, violence. that we know right. violence, can occur happens. with rape. Yeah. And that's not always the case. Yeah. I think a lot more rapes occur in the context of confusion or um, misunderstanding of mm. consent. And, and I, I think not only like consent as well, but what about intent? Like, did I meet like, did I I think that plays a part in it, too. No, right. I, think I didn't it all intend does. to do that. Like, if I had I known she didn't really want to do it, I thought she did. Does that mean I raped her? But you, you think about I mean? it, something like, as complicated. It's it's very complicated. And as intimate as sex could be, people feel you know you're you're in a vulnerable state. Right. And if there's questions about it, in hindsight, you would always you would always think, no, I won't. But if you're in the moment, you're not thinking like that. There's a million different things running through your head. Oh yeah, when you horny and you like, she's like, no, stop, no, stop, and like. Like, come on, come on. Right. Just, just the tip. Yes. That's fucking yes. rape. <laughs> because technically, it's, technically. it's coercion. Yeah, yeah. And so I think right. about that and I'm like, I've definitely had men do that to me. Like, come on, come on. And just, I'm like, just ah. the tip. And they're like, come on, like, it'll be fine. Like kind of trying to change your mind when they can tell that you don't really know if it's something you want to do. She's playing hard to get. Correct. Yeah. And, and and that's a thing that men were taught is that women play hard, hard to get. Yeah. And yeah. so that Cause they don't want to seem like they're yes. easy. Yes. Yep. And, and so coercion, something as simple as that, as, as, as thinking that somebody wants to sleep with you but is afraid so you keep pushing, that is rape. You know what I mean? So yeah. those tend to be the cases that people, I think, overlook. But I think those are the ones that are more popular than the really violent, you know, physically, I, I, I punched you, I attacked you. I, Knocked I, you I, out. Yeah. yeah shit like, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think those tend to be on, on the lesser side and, and the, the other forms of rape tend to be more popular, especially yeah. because of like, you think about our culture, alcohol, drugs, people cannot consent when they're doing these things and, and nobody's thinking about it. We're just, and everybody's I mean, just fucking each other. Everyone is going out and drinking and just meeting up with each other after both, both parties are drunk right, right. and wasted and. Yeah, nobody's sober. And everyone loves drunk sex. So it's like, it, at that point, is anyone consenting? Is it Because right. you could say the man's not as well, right? No, definitely. Wow, this shit, yeah, it's all, and it's that's, all, and that's com- it's I mean. all complicated. That's why I said both yeah, men and women I feel like there should be a different word that. for it because rape just like paints a, like. The connotation is so nasty. Yeah. That once people hear that word, everything else turns off. You think about like couples, right? Couples who have been together for, for years. Man rules over in the middle of the night. She's kind of asleep and he's kind of horny. So maybe he starts, you know, touching her. You don't have consent to do that. She's asleep. Yep. She wakes up and maybe she joins you or she makes up, wakes up and maybe she elbows you and goes, go back to sleep, nigga. But, you know, sometimes men will slip it in, wake you up, whatever. Some women think that's cute. Some women might yeah. wake up and be like, nigga, what, yeah. what the fuck are you doing? Or it's like, it's like a terror because they don't know what's happening. Right. And that's, that was never your intent. But now you got this whole other conversation you need to have. And 
It's just so complicated. I don't think people think about it like that. They want to think of it as black and white, and it's not. Because if you have three women in a row that like that, and then the fourth doesn't, right? it's like, now you're talking about preferences. Yes. <laughs> and and, and all is, of that plays yeah, a role. Yeah, that all of that plays a really role. And, the, and then you just never know. And then now something you've done dozens of times in the past is now sexual assault. And you're on your way to fucking jail. Or I, you're going to trial. Yeah. I remember watching, remember when I was on that kick where I was watching all the old 90s shows like that white people loved? I yeah. watched Felicity. Dawson's Creek. Yes. <laughs> well, I, listen, I watched Felicity <laughs> and there is, um, the Pink Ranger was on Felicity. Kimberly, whatever the fuck her name is. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. The Pink Ranger from the 90s. I, I know the yes. Pink Ranger. Okay. Yeah. I, didn't, she I don't know her real, her real name in the real life is Kimberly. I, I don't know. Yeah, I was on the show. Who, no, who no knows? Anyway, she was on the show. She was one of the main characters. Or was that the Asian girl? Oh, that's not racist. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so she's she's dating this guy. They just started dating, and they're they're at her house, and he starts touching her, and and they start making out, and they have sex, and in the process, you know, like she's saying to him as he's kissing her, like you know, I don't know, blah blah blah. Like she's kind of like resisting a little bit, but still going along with it. She wakes up in the morning, and you can tell she's having like this inner conflict. And she's looking around. She grabs her clothes. She sneaks out while he's asleep. And then you see her mental decline over the, the next few days. She's she's depressed. She's withdrawn. She's uh, not speaking to her friends. She's just really going through the motions. And eventually she confesses to somebody, I feel like he raped me. This is what happened. And now he he's calling her, reaching out to her because he thinks – that was it a great up. yes yeah, yeah. and he he genuinely likes her he's like you know i want to see you again he's like when can i take you out he shows up to one of her classrooms and he's like you know um can i buy you breakfast whatever whatever and she's kind of just like no no like dodging it not really talking to him kind of uncomfortable when he shows up and eventually you know she goes to counseling and she sees him and she tells him you know you raped me and he's horrified he's like well, no you we had a good time i, I thought you 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 participated and, and and I really liked you and I thought you really liked me. And, and from his perspective, he, you know, he's not violent. He's not wanting to hurt her. He really believed in that moment. She was enjoying everything. Right. She was really right. present yep. with him and he's terrified. He's like, no, I would never, I would never rape anybody. And she's like, but you raped me. And then you see how he goes through the motions of, understanding where she's coming from and eventually he comes to her and tells her you know I'm leaving school I'm going back home to my parents I need to figure some things out because he realizes like whether or not in my in my head I believe really paying attention to this shit because it it was poignant as a woman to see that you know yeah it's an it's an important conversation to have and especially to see it happen on a television show in the 90s because he didn't violently rape her he really didn't yeah it was one of those super gray area thing. Yes, because even she had to kind of go through the motions of I don't know if he raped me, but I think he did. So so I think the only way to solve this is like ladies, if you don't want it, say no. Men, if she says no, don't even that's it. Take that first no and just fucking stop. Right. And because, that's the conversations we've been having now. Because even if then, the no turns into a yes, that that initial no like yo we'll we'll try again tomorrow. Right. <laughs> if that if that's no that's case. that's Ideally, that's how you should do it. But I think people get so caught in the moment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. then it turns into a fucking sales pitch. Cause, yeah, because oh, blue yes. balls is real, too. But, yeah, but, and, and even like, pitch, yeah. you know, you, you discuss consent in the way of like, maybe she said, yes, you're in it. You're halfway through the act. And now she says no. 
technically from that point on, if you don't remove yourself from her body and, and stop touching her, you're raping her. Yep. But but again, I don't. These were not conversations being had oh, in the God, 90s. No. You know, it, it just God, it no, wasn't something no, that was happening. All. You know, it's conversations that are just starting to happen now, where people are opening their eyes and going, "Oh shit, yeah, that that yeah. makes sense." Yeah, and, and I think people are trying to look at this case that happened almost 20 years ago in that way. Yeah, and I don't think anybody. You have to include the social context. It, it, but I don't mm-hmm. think people do. I think it's easier just to whoop to the crowd. You know, it used to be acceptable for, for men to smack women's asses all the time. Yeah. I remember being in middle school and boys would run down the hallway yeah. and smack the shit out of our asses. That was totally acceptable. Now, you'll get expelled from school for that shit. In the club, walk up behind them when they dance in and just yes. start, you know, that's yes. how you got, you didn't even ask to dance. Mm-hmm. You just walked up behind them and if they, they dance with you, then they wanted to. If they walked away, then they didn't want to. But and, yeah, yeah. And women always either you know a lot of women really hated that and felt like it was inappropriate but it was socially yeah, acceptable right, right right and i'm putting air quotes around that right because it was right you know what i mean it wasn't a conversation that was being had you know and i think to liken it to a situation where you have a bill cosby who was adamantly drugging women and then having sex with them yeah. it's like you know to even put them in the same breath it i don't think that's fair because we literally have no idea what happened in the sexual encounter between kobe and this woman and in the case with bill there was 50 plus women right who all admitted he did the same thing the same way over a period of a couple decades but bill cosby some sort of political fucking prisoner get the fuck out of here <laughs> he was an old creep he got caught sent his dumb ass to jail and people i think people they see a black man go to jail they automatically go to he's a political prisoner he was done right. wrong some of these niggas is they nasty he did some nasty shit he got caught He's, he, he's still coming home to his money if he come home. He'll be fine. And my, my thing has always been with Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby didn't give a fuck about us. No, no. Until it was time for somebody to, to have his back. Yeah. He, yeah. He, used to talk, he used to talk bad about the hip-hop generation. He used to talk bad about rappers. He used to have all this respectability politics bullshit going on. And then as soon as he got in trouble, he looking for somebody to have his back. I'm not with it. Right. Fuck out of here. Right. So I, I think, yeah. you know, that's the bigger conversation. And I feel like it has to be had. You know, my husband and I were talking about it today. I played him that same interview and he was like, yo, like, I think she hit it on the head perfectly because white America definitely was going around telling their white children to avoid Kobe's, you know, where black mm-hmm. America was like, this feels like an Emmett Till situation. And there are people who believe that Kobe is a black man who got away with raping a white woman, a, a white woman. And there are people who believe that Kobe is a white, a black man who escaped by the, 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 you know, the, 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 the nearest string <laughs> and, and, and avoided imprisonment for something that any other black man at that time would have gone to jail for. Right. When in reality, whether he did it or not. When in reality, it, we, it we sounds like know. it is what, what they say it was, though. Just a gray area. With thing. everything we talked about. Yeah, yeah, one of those gray areas where, I mean, you've seen it almost happen with disease yeah. recently. And it was just like, oh, I, I don't know. I, was, I thought we were just hanging out. But, yeah. My thing, too, is Kobe ain't OJ. No. It's okay. And that's the thing. We have never, not before that situation, not after that situation, heard of, seen Kobe be violent towards women, inappropriate towards women. Never. And that's what Lisa was saying yeah. in the interview. Yeah, she was like, I've never seen him do anything like that. To him, he just cheated. I don't want to say just, but he, to him, he cheated on his wife, and he f- it, felt like he shit over up. that. He fucked up. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't he violated somebody. He just like, he fucked up. 
Right. He broke the code of his marriage, this promise he made to his wife, not this whole thing it turned into that changed his life forever. Right. You know what I mean? It took him years to bounce back from a, a standpoint of getting yeah, endorsements. Yeah, score 81 for motherfuckers to forget about that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, to get in, he got dropped. So he had to, they had to pick him back up. So it, it took a lot. It, it was a reclamation project on him. I think that was right. And then he changed his Wait, number. Wait, he got dropped? By Nike. Or oh, oh okay. Yeah, I was yeah. like, like it. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. No, no. He was getting too busy for them niggas to drop him. Couldn't do that. Mm-mm. No, but, you know, so there there were repercussions to this situation. And it's, it's you know, we don't know whether it was deserved or not. I understand that, you know, you have to, you have to do something when somebody who you support or who you are in business yeah. with is accused of rape because the optics, right? Oh, no, no. You got to. Just that alone. You got to take a step back. Yeah. There's no way around it. But, yeah, it's over. His, he's, he's. No one's brought it up since. Right. He's passed away, which is still fucking wild to me, yo. It's sick. Mm-hmm. Vanessa said today she's very angry. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. Makes sense. And, and like, and like, I'm torn still with this, like, because like, part of me wants to adopt the Mamba mentality and work my ass off and for what I want and what I dream for, and then the other half of me is like, I just want to spend time with my family. Right. Hey. And it's like, what? Right. For the better half of his life, that nigga was a maniac. Right. He didn't calm down until five years ago. Yeah. So it's like. So it's a cute thing. For pe- it's a cute thing for people to say, but I don't think people think about the sacrifices. Yes. He made right. Yes. To live the life he did and to be the player he ended up becoming. Yes. Chasing your dreams comes with sacrifices. And, and, and it does. What, what do your dreams really mean if you've sacrificed you know, time with your loved ones for them. And then you pass away so shortly after. So all that time that you thought you were going to have with your loved ones, you ended up not having. It all depends what kind and of person you are. your loved ones start remembering you not being there as much. Right. I think it just depends on what kind of person you are. But even it, even if you're a good person, if you're playing an NBA, you're on a road. No, no, I don't mean that. I mean the kind of person, the internal thing okay. that drives you. Right. To be a professional athlete, you're incredibly driven to the right. point of being selfish. Yeah. A lot of them say that when they're up there at their Hall of Fame inductions or after their careers have come and gone, they spent a better part of their life being selfish just because of the maniacal approach some of them have to, right. to the sport. Think, and, and how much it requires it. Think of guys like Mike, Kobe, to a lesser degree LeBron because he's, he's, he's a bit more level, right. normal person than the rest. Tom Brady. These niggas are like, their approach to the shit is maniacal. They eating weird. Yeah. They're working out like fucking demons. They're missing time. Yeah. But it's all to to them yeah. worth the it. greater good. Yeah. And then, you know, some of them come back with the kind of the regret thing. I think Kobe was a little more um mindful of it, aside from Mike. Mike is he's still the same way. Maniacal. <laughs> like right. the nigga's a fucking maniac. Like some people, the competition part of it, they can never get a, get out of it. Kobe took like a year or two, like totally stepped away. You never saw him at games. You never saw him talking about it. When his daughter got into it, he came back to it. Right. It was something he could share with his family. You know, I, I think what his death made me feel is, is I've always felt like I've sacrificed a lot for my career. You know, I've been a student every year of my entire life from the time I was five years old. I'm 29. I've taken two years off. You know, and even now I'm married I am living in another country outside of my husband to finish my dream. Yep. You know, 
by the time that I get back to England in March, my husband and I will have been apart over two months. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you see someone's husband die and you, you think about these things. Think about that shit, yeah. Like, is it, is it worth it? You know, it's hard for my husband. He's alone in a foreign country. He misses me. You know, he's, he's trying to get our house together. He's going to look at cars for me because I had to sell my pretty car so I could get a fucking mom car you know like when bianca shows a picture of a minivan just laugh i'm not driving a minivan i refuse she's getting a windstar (laughs) ford windstar with the door that opens up on its own but you know wait for it it's always been just me sacrificing i've been in relationships before where i've had to be selfish and i've always told the men i was dating that i was going to be selfish because my dream was important to me but now it's not just me sacrificing my husband is sacrificing with me it's a different it's a different thing when you when you when two become one right and so it feels more weighted because i feel like i have to finish i have to do really well because he gave up something too for this now yeah 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 you know he's missing the whole first part of my pregnancy right he's missed the, the early ultrasounds he doesn't get to come to those things he doesn't get to you know deal with my food cravings and my crazy emotions only over facetime and that's hard for him yeah yeah you know it's our first child together you know so it's 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 difficult and you think about these things in the grand scheme of things you're like okay it's only two months apart but you know doesn't really matter right when shit like like somebody that's a a fifth of your pregnancy right it it is and and you know it's it's one of those things where it's like when you see somebody literally just drop out of the sky and and die two months is a lot two days is a lot two minutes feels like a lot because it just feels that impossible you know and and so that was something that i found myself turmoiling with watching all of this unfold you know because literally anything could happen you know i think about the roads that my husband drives to work he's in the middle of nowhere it's pitch black in england he's driving on on the side of the car that he's not familiar with on a side of the road he's not familiar with you know things go wrong and you just you hate to feel like i should have been there or Mm -hmm. i missed it you know Mm -hmm. and i'm sure that you know because vanessa always supported kobe in his dreams she she adapted his mentality the same way that he did but i'm sure now she probably finds herself going was it worth it you know he he built this legacy and he was amazing he was incredible and he was inspiring but but now he's gone Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think um you know, people have tried to, like I said, adopt the mom mentality. Like I said, they, just don't, they don't think about the back end of it. And you think about it, too. You know, they've been playing. You know, like I said, the calls have probably stopped. They've slowed down. Right. There's not the memorials to do. The big memorial from on 224 at Staples. Yeah. Yep. That'll probably be the end of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That'll be the final thing as far as a public outpouring of support. You know, they'll still have, they'll, you know, they're still thinking about the game. So probably name something, a- something after him. But I mean, that super public, super supportive piece is going to end. Yeah. At yeah. the end of this month. So, like I said, she's left her, her own devices then. And she's still got three people to take care of. From a, from an emotional standpoint. Yeah. She ain't got to worry about, she ain't got to worry about no fucking money. But right, she, that, right. that emotional shit, the emotional piece of it is going to be what is going to take the, the most work in the coming years, especially with the little ones. You know, we look at successful people and we see stars. (laughs) We see the glitter and the gold of it all, but there's so much that people give up for that. 
you know, like I think about all the times I couldn't come out and spend time with you guys or I was home missing things because I had homework or I was trying to do homework in the middle of a bar or a club just so that I could get five minutes to be social. How many hours I've given up of sleep that have probably taken a decade off my life. I mean, there's a point I was up for three days. I was practically fucking delirious. How much money I've spent, how much, you know, opportunities I could have had, but I, I missed because that school had to come first. You, know, yeah. you just, you think about those things at the end of the day. Then it's like, yes, did all, did all this put me in a place where I can set my family up and, and we'll be income secure and, and we'll be able to do things and live differently. Sure. But it, it came at a price. It came at a toll. I promise. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been working nights 10 years, which leaves two nights a week to cram all of my loved ones in and try to where there's so many loved ones I have that I just don't spend any time with because you kind of have to prioritize and, and your kids, you know, your kid needs you, your wife needs you. You got to go see your parents. And it's just like, you know, I coach, there's just not enough time. There's not enough of you to go around. Yeah. For two, for two nights because, and one of the nights, like one of the days I'm off people work. So it's a weekday, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, and it can be very isolating. Yeah. You start to feel very alone. Oh, I, I, yeah, I, I went through that definitely the first probably half, four or five years, especially when my son was younger and I was, you know, home with him. And, but because I would like give him all my time, you know, cause I only had the two right. nights, but, uh, and then I got used to it and then I started liking it. And then I, for a few years I fell into a, a trap where I only wanted to be by myself. Like I didn't want to be around people at all. So there's a, there's a, a a lot of battles going on there where now I feel like I've come in a little a little bit more out of that where you know I, I want to be home sometimes just because I'm tired but like it's not like the oldest yeah, yeah yeah it's more like <laughs> I, I'm I don't go out because I'm tired or I just can't but before there were, there were times where I wouldn't go out because I just enjoyed being alone right. Ain't shit cracking out here, nigga. You don't mean Nah, nah. You know I, mean? I mean, we old now, but you know, you think about your 20s, right? And it was like, well. Yo, she says that shit like she ain't still in her 20s. It's almost over. I mean, over. I'm 29. It's almost over, I got, I got It's almost over, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? It's I got, over. I got five nigga. minutes left, bro. You know, when you was in your 20s, how old are you be? 29? Okay. All right. It's, it's over, bro. It's over. <laughs> the decade is, is come to an end. You know, I'm going to I'm gonna celebrate my 30th birthday eight months pregnant. So, you know, it's. Sitting on the couch. Yeah. This is it is what it is. Probably having walks to make sure everything is you know situated down there. Right, trying, trying to jiggle to, my baby out. Trying baby. to push him out a little early. Let me, let me take this walk around the block one more time. Absolutely, baby Mommy doing wants some wine. Baby ain't doing yoga no more. He's doing plyometrics. Yeah, <laughs> nigga be kicking me and shit That's for right. all my pelvis. Lord. That's right. That's but right. yeah, you know, like I I think about how in my early twenties I was like, damn, I'm broke. I want to do shit. So I was like, okay, go to go to school, go to work. We have to accomplish these things to have money. Then it was like, okay, I got a little bit of money now, but I can't do shit because I'm a full time student. I have a full time job. I have a full time. I'm not sleeping. And so I need to go to sleep. I need to eat. And, you know, so it was like I sacrificed one thing and then swapped another thing out and then sacrificed some more. And it's hard to win. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It really, really is hard to win. You know, and even now, I mean, I'm I'm almost 11 weeks pregnant. I have a, a job. I work. I'm an intern. I'm a full time student. I'm a wife and becoming a mother. There's no time. There's no, I mean, I feel like the weeks are flying by because I literally every day, it's just a million things at once, you know, between doctor's visits and classes and, and counseling and, and working. I mean, I'm working when I leave here after we finish recording podcasts, it's 9 PM. You know what I mean? Like that's just my life. It's always been my life. I don't even know like 
once March comes and all this goes away, I don't even know how to live because <laughs> I've this has been my life for a decade straight. When you work and go to school full time, I did it too. Oh, when it's over, oh, oh, it's awesome. Catch up on some of your shows. I mean, yo, like all of the shows, <laughs> like just catching up on life in general. I feel like I've lived so differently from people. And it's crazy because when you're finally finished, you're not even going to be here. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. It, it, it is you're crazy. You're not even going to be here. So it, like every, it, it. And by the time I come back, I'm going to be a whole mom. Who knows yeah. how many kids I have by then fucking around my husband. So. <laughs> Bianca. Bianca. <laughs> Cut it out right now, please. Please. We do not want to hear that shit. We don't want to hear that shit. Well, I'm just saying, you know, we have to take into account, right? No, no, you're right, though. Like, and, you know, we've talked about this. Given the state of, like, him being in the military and everything, we don't have to pay for child care right now. We don't have to pay for health insurance. Might as well pop him out. Pop four of them motherfuckers out. If we just have just this baby, by the time we get back to the States, the baby will be three. Six? Three. Seven? Oh, okay, see, I can't play with you. No, I'm saying having seven babies. No, nigga. <laughs> the Who look. the fuck do you think you're talking to? I don't know. You said the way your husband is, so I figured out. It was a, it was, I promise it was a joke because oh, I will oh. tie my tubes and cut them shits off before I ever give birth to anything seven times. Not a fart will I give birth to seven fucking times. Seven. She, she uh, you're wild. Seven, seven money? Seven. Well, she it, said no at three, so a, I just no, counted up. She's talking about years old, My nigga. kid will be three years he's wild, old. He's wild for respect. By the time that we leave England. He's wild for respect. They got, he, a, they got a British accent. They be saying, bro. Lord. It's going to be great. Everybody, everybody's praying my kids have English accents by the time we get back. They're praying I have an English accent by the you time we get back. You won't, but they will. Yes. Um, so, you um, know, like, I feel like we have to take advantage because that shit's so expensive. No, definitely. You know what I mean? Like, it. If we have the time, if I have the health, why not? Yeah, why not? No, no. I, yeah, yeah. Might as well oh. pop them out. Then I can get back here. I can work. I can do what I. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I have the freedom, and I don't have to worry about paying twenty thousand dollars to a daycare every year. Yeah, nah, nah. That, that <laughs> you know child what I mean? care is fucking like it's Shame ridiculous. Shame. No, My it's ass disgusting. Is twenty thousand dollars for child. I know Ooh. people who are in dual income households where yeah. one whole income is going towards just child care alone. My, my, my mother's about to retire. So I'm like kind of waiting for that shit. Honestly, <laughs> I'm like, yo, yeah, she's like, she's like a year and a half away from retirement. I'm like, yeah, I should probably hold off. Yeah, but soon, no, seriously. As soon as she retire, here, here comes Ev. Hey, hey, ma, hey. Mm, guess what? <laughs> Work's not over yet. Nah, she loves that shit though. That's mm. what my mother lives for. They usually do. Yeah. And and that's the thing. You know what I mean? Like, my mom's not close to stopping working yet. Neither is his. So we have yeah. to be practical. And yeah. I'm not somebody who could just leave her kid with anybody. I, I don't have the mental capacity for that. Right. So yeah, fuck around, shoot one of these I'm, niggas. Yeah. I'm not wired right. So that's just not something not right. that I could do. <laughs> so, you know, we, we're trying to be proactive oh, and smart. Like, if we want two kids, we might as well do it now. Yeah. So. No, for real. Real talk. Oh my, my god, son and daughter's gonna have a uh, British accent. I just want everyone to know that. <laughs> He's so cute. Brother, isn't it? It's gonna be like their favorite things. I'm gonna teach them early. I'm gonna go over there and be like, yeah. bruv. Oh bruv. <laughs> bruv. They're gonna be like, how you know that? Oh. Don't worry about how I know all of that. I just know. Oh, just man. know. I'm, I'm in it. My poor uh, baby. A few of these we can say till next week. They're not, I mean, NBA trade deadline, whatever. Stupid trades are made, blah, blah, blah. You know the deal. Uh, we'll say that for the sports podcast mm-hmm. eventually. Um, 
We'll say that for next week, I guess. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. All right, but let's ask a full question, Bianca. Okay. You got a whole fucking other spot you still need to fucking answer. Yo, I, <laughs> and I haven't forgotten. Maybe I in just, March. <laughs> I feel so terrible. I just like, it's literally, it's one thing after another. But we'll, we'll ask the PS right now. What are your okay. thoughts about apps like Talkspace and such? Um, are you familiar with Talkspace? Yes. Okay. Talks, so, for those who aren't, Talkspace is an app where you can call or text or whatever and get a therapist. Yes. On, on the phone. So I am a huge proponent of telehealth just in general. Um, and, and for those who don't know, telehealth is doctors having access to patients in, in certain medical modalities, even just regular MDs. Like if you have the common cold, you can access certain doctors online and they can assess your symptoms and prescribe you an antibiotic or whatever you need without you actually physically having to come into an office. But with therapy, I think it's great because there are so many barriers to people getting therapy because it tends to be a once a week thing. If you're more acute, it's more than once a week. And, you know, when we talk about the modern world and what our society is like right now, it's very difficult for people to find a time between, you know, 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. when offices are open to work, you know, get their kids from school and get into a therapy office. And so often I find that with telehealth, people are more willing to do it because they can go into a private room in their home. They don't need to hire a babysitter or arrange childcare, and they can have their therapeutic session over like a, a, a basically a simulated FaceTime, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And I think for some people, there is also a stigma about just entering a doctor's office, especially a therapy office where they're sitting in the rating room. They have too much time to think before somebody calls them in. They feel like people are looking at them. They feel like they're being judged. They feel like people think they're crazy because they're, they're getting therapy for those people who, who suffer with, with that kind of mental back and forth. Again, being able to obtain therapy in the privacy of their own home is instrumental to them actually getting care. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the third piece I'll say about this, and this actually has something to do with what I'm working on for my final project, is access to therapists who are either, you know, your same religious background or your same ethnic background or your same racial background. Oftentimes people live in areas where they don't have access to people who look like them. Someone relatable. Right. Someone will understand kind so, of shit they come, where they come from. Yes. Say you live in a very rural rural area, right? And there's, you know, the only therapist is white Susan. And that's the only person you have access to. With telehealth, you can access somebody in your state from a city, maybe, you know, that's two or three hours away, who is also a Muslim woman like you are and who understands the religious components of how you live or how you're expected to live. And so you feel a better connection with your therapist. Because the thing about therapy that is most important at the end of the day is the relationship that you form with your therapist. You know, we're taught all these magical tools and we have to study all these theories and memorize them, but that's not what moves people forward. What moves people forward is the relationships that we form with them, the trust that we form, the fact that you feel when you're sitting on that couch, like I, I understand you from some standpoint, right? That's what ends up being therapeutic in the end. Um, so I think, spaces that are created like talk space are huge i think they will uh, end up doubling in in uh capacity as we see the years go by and technology booms and you know each state has now begun um drawing up legislature to iron out the details of how telehealth can work and what the you know parameters are and most states 
approve of it. Most states will pay, uh, pay physicians and, and pay providers and clinicians to do telehealth. Um, so they're trying to be very proactive and very, you know, progressive in allowing that to take place. It's something that I'm, I'm actually interested in doing. I've been looking into that and I actually have to call this week doing some telehealth work from England. Um, so I, I think it's a, it's very important. I think it's, it's huge. I think if it's something that you're interested in, if you've been wanting to try therapy, but you've been worried about, you know, physically getting to an office or your schedule won't allow, look into a telehealth situation. It could be very beneficial for you. Yeah. And it, I'm looking at some of these prices now. It's expensive. That's another thing. Well, therapy in yeah. and of itself yeah. is Some of them might be covered and by insurance, too, yes. so some, something yeah, to right. look into. Uh, and something else, like I... I brought my son because, you know, he's a teenager. He's struggling with his emotions and feelings. He's There's nothing, like, too concerning with him. But we, we were like, yeah, let's get a jump on this and bring yeah. him to this place because he's showing signs of, you know, just, teen, you know, teenagers Teens. act yeah, that we absolutely. chalk it up to being a teen. But it's, like, it's still better safe than sorry. 75% of mental health disorders develop in children. So we bring him. We do the, what, it, is it an intake? Is mm-hmm. that what they call it? Yep. And they're like, yeah, all right, we'll call you uh, with uh, availability. It's been four months, no calls. I believe it. So and that's, that's how, another issue. That's why? Why am I going to go back? Right. That's how inundated some of these offices yeah. are. Like I'm part of several groups on Facebook that are just all um, therapists and clinicians in the state, and oftentimes you'll see people say like, "Hey, does anybody have room in an in inpatient program for this patient? Is anybody taking patients right now? Does anybody have an availability for this kind of patient?" Because there's just there's not enough clinicians for the massive amount of need for mental health work. And and so you see clinicians who are taking on 25, 30, 45 cases Ugh. per week. It's a lot That's of legwork. So yeah. yeah. So, so much. You know, you, you think about absorbing 45 people's feelings yeah. in a in a 5-day work week. Mm-hmm. Nope. It's it's mm-hmm. very taxing. Nope. It's very taxing. So it it sucks because people need the access and it's hard to get it. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. But yes, I, yeah. I support it. I think telehealth is great. You know, I go to school online and it's very similar. And I think it's the future of healthcare. Yeah. You know, you'll I be really able to do. do that from anywhere in the world. Yes, absolutely. So that that could be a great job. Yeah. Okay. And there are, you know, if you if you find because you will come across people who do telehealth and they only take, you know, um, cash. Look for providers who offer telehealth to you. Um, and, and take insurances because yep. insurances will pay. Definitely. So just, just look for it. You, it may take a little leg work, but it's there. They exist. You know, get you, you know, if you can get a $30 copay as opposed to paying somebody a hundred dollars out of pocket every week. Right. It's a big ass difference. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Cause talk space is starting at, this is $65 a week for, for unlimited message. For text message. Yeah. And then couples therapy, 99 a week. Yeah. It's, that's expensive. That's expensive. It is. And I don't know, like, the exact parameters of Talkspace, what's right, offered, yeah. how, how much you yeah, get. Yeah, this is just me pulling it up on that. Right. I, I, I'm sure I could do more research, but, yeah. But it won't hurt, you know, if, if you need someone to talk to, at least check it out. I don't know if there's any type of trials or yeah, free trials or you something. Think about it's always like, a good place yeah, to start. Yeah. You think about, like, CVS, it has its minute clinic. You can call over the phone and discuss your symptoms and then go and pick up a prescription. Yeah. And it, what it's doing is it's helping eliminate people who have the common cold, have a sneeze, have a cough, and are sitting in the ER, clogging up 
emergency rooms mm-hmm. for things that are not actually emergencies, but definitely. they don't have access yeah. to doctors. Yep, definitely. Like my mom blew out her knee last week. She called her primary care physician to see if she could get in, and they were like, "No, sorry, we won't be able to see you until next week." So they told her we're forwarding all of our patients to um, a uh, urgent care. Yep. So offices are there, there's yeah. more patients than they have time for. Yeah. You know, even today I had. Um, uh, an appointment with my my doctor to do genetic testing for the baby and to do the gender testing. My appointment was at eleven thirty. I didn't get seen till after twelve. Yeah, and then and I had an appointment. <laughs> and then when you go to the urgent care, the urgent care doctor saying, "Hey, uh, you need to go see your primary care, right, or yep. whatever injury you have, is a special specialist, right." And it's like, "Why are you here?" So mm-hmm. it's like they're sending, giving them bad information. Now you're coming out of pocket with copays or money that you didn't even need to because you're going to the wrong person. Right. It's a complicated system and I wish they would <laughs> figure out a better process <laughs> truly. But I think, uh, I think what we're seeing is just, there aren't enough doctors for the patients that we're needing right. to treat. Yeah. Yeah. Not, just, not enough to go around. Yeah. And nobody wants to become doctors because you graduate and you're fucking, you have a mortgage over your head before oh, you even more buy a house. Some mm. more maddening. <laughs> yeah, man. Like the psychiatrist that treats on at my site where I intern at, he sees a hundred patients per week, maybe, maybe more. I mean, and it's fifteen-minute sessions because you're not in with a psychiatrist like you are with us. But I right. mean, it's in the in the hour that I see one client, he's seen five, six, seven, eight. Turning yeah, them out. In I and mean, out, it's in insane. And out, in and out. I don't even know how he remembers all these people. I feel like my mind would explode. Mm-hmm. And he's got to be on call for them always. So if people run out of meds in the middle of the night, if they have a crisis, he's getting called at two a.m., three a.m., four a.m. It doesn't matter. And he has to answer Johnny the phone. Swan, yeah. Because as somebody who's providing them with medication. Yeah, he's got to be able to give them a script. If something goes wrong and he didn't answer the phone, he can go to jail. Yep. So, Crazy. you know, yeah, it, it's it's tough on both ends. So I think that, that, that the telehealth idea is going to help alleviate some of that. All right. Um, I pulled it up, too. There's a few neighbors on my street that got the Honda. Honda Odysseys, if you want to give it a test. Yeah. I hate this nigga yeah. so much. Yeah. I, I swear to God, there's like four of them on the street. At least. I am not Maybe driving five. a soccer mom van. I don't care if we have 42 kids. I'm not doing it. You can drive a bus then. My, my husband's going to look at an SUV for me on Saturday. And I'm like, okay. I like trucks, so I'm fine yeah, with yeah, that. Not in, in but I'm not driving a fucking van. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. Automatic my, sliding doors. I had, a, I had a cute little BMW, and it was nice for me, but... It's just too small for a kid with a stroller and, and no way. Yeah, yeah. And of course, he gets to keep his cute little coupe because he's huge. So lifting a baby over a seat and putting it in the back seat is not a big deal for him. I'm like, if my baby's the size of you, I'm not lifting a baby anywhere. Nah. And then, <laughs> and then, like, this is where you know we get old. Like, growing up, you wanted all these nice cars and shit. And then you become a father and have family. And you're like, yeah, this nice car don't seem too safe. Right. I'm going to get this Hyundai. Y'all so washed? Oh, man, that's great. That's, that's what beautiful. he said to me today. He's like, you know, he's like, with, with us looking at a car for you, he's like, I've been looking at the coupe, wondering if I should get rid of it. And I'm like, no. I'm like, just keep it for now. We just put a bunch of money into it. We just bought new tires, yeah. everything. I'm like, just keep it. I'm like, because you're... They're giving him 21 days off when I have the baby, which is, you know, for, for paternal leave. Not the worst, not the best. Right, right. I mean, it's the military, and he's in an office that is very understaffed, so they need yeah, him, yeah. Um, which I understand. Um, so, 
21 days and then he's going back to work. So I'm like, I'm going to be home with the baby the majority of the time. You know, I'm going to be back and forth to the to the appointments while you're at work and all that stuff. So you keep your coop. If it really becomes a problem, then we'll, we'll address it at that point. Right. But, you know, we've got other fish to fry. Um, you know, I'm looking at how, how there's, you know, 855 different kinds of baby bottles and, and, and <laughs> breast pumps and <laughs> distillers. And I, right, right. oh my God. Right. I don't know what my, I don't know what my life has become. I just want a mimosa. It's <laughs> <laughs> slow for that. It's slow for that, my Shit is fucking yeah. stressful. Let's see. Let's see. Right. You get a 2020 Sienna, Bianca. Well, I'm not buying a new car. That's the thing because we can't take our car with us when we leave. Oh, that's true too. What I do want to do is we do have access to go and have a car built in Germany, so I can go to Germany and have like a brand new BMW built and have it shipped for like half the price that shipped I would pay for it here. Here. Oh, when we leave. Okay. Oh, I got you. All right. Well, yeah, because it's, it's it's not a foreign car to them. No, right. So you can have a brand new car there built for like twenty thousand, and just have it shipped over. Yeah, I'm gonna be in a Toyota Sienna with the with the button with the doors the doors open on each side. It's gonna, be, like, it's gonna be dope, bro. Yeah, but that's mad convenient. You yeah, you talking about you know you talking about lifting the baby opens. up and shit. Yeah, you know I'm saying you hit the button, it open right up, Listen, my nigga. You feel I'm me? Yo, that shit'll take the baby out your hands and buckle it up <laughs> for you. <laughs> I'm already a fucking nerd. I can't drive a goddamn van. Can I keep like one of my cool points as a mom? Nah, it's over. It's a wrap. Oh. You'll never be cool again. Yo, I know. I know. It's so sad. It's I feel like rat. I was just getting there. Yeah, she getting she get, she get the, the soccer mom car. I, I, I refuse. Even if my kid does play soccer, I fucking refuse, man. You will get an SUV Soccer's out of me and that trash. is it. Now where's she going? I know. We live in England. Soccer is like you everything. Oh, we have a field you bugger, nigga. far from nigga, our they house make where money. they play games. You bugger. You better go tell one of the niggas go kick a ball. Nigga, they make money. Mm. See, you over, here, you over here talking about it's not cool. I need my kid to play baseball. That's where the money is. Lionel Messi yeah. is our high Evan. I that nigga made $800 million in the last 10 years. I won't let my son quit baseball. No, you better no, not, nigga. That's a very important meal oh. ticket. Messi made $800 million. He 5'6", nigga. There's, there's hope. Playing guess, soccer. Guess what he just got today? Hmm. His varsity jersey. Oh. Uh, no. EJ. As a, as a freshman. Oh, nice. my God. I'm so happy for him. He ain't going to get no playing time. I but, mean, uh, but still. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I know this is a proud dad moment yeah, for you. Yeah, it is. Especially because, you he know. You go buy his ass some weights, he, nigga. Yeah, no, no he, got, he, got a lot of, he got a lot of work to do and a lot of catching up to do. Yeah, yeah, he, I mean, he's never, he's never played AAU. He's... Never play, he didn't play for his middle school. Yeah, I mean his middle school didn't have a team, so he would have to tra- do with basically what he's doing. Doing right now, now, yeah. But he didn't play, and I he just I just coached him. I've been his mm-hmm. coach. He's he played in some one off leagues every every now and again. But it's like you know you kind of worry like I don't have the time. Like we talk about time and dedication, mm-hmm. and right. And it's like AAU, you got money you need to spend. Oh, yeah, you gotta travel. You gotta travel too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like I don't. So I was in charge of kind of doing that, and it's hard. I, and Not a kick there's a lot more work we could have done, but. The fact that you know he made made this and he understands like I try to preach to him, but he understands that it's not over. I told him it's okay to celebrate because he didn't want to get too happy. And I'm like, no, nah, you can celebrate for a day. And I'm like, but just know you got work to do because there's eighth graders underneath you want want your spot next year. So trying to explain that to him, you know, you got to work in the off season and get better. So give him a burger. No, no, that's all he eats. He needs some fucking veggies, bro. He don't eat. He's, he doesn't eat any vegetables. He gonna eat he's, some vegetables. Yeah. He's still gonna be a buck twenty. He's gonna be throwing well, his little no, ass he around. He definitely do do weights and stuff. Yeah, like he got, that. He got he, bulk he, up. He, he got to work on his footwork, but yeah, that's yeah, right. He got, he got his so happy. That's right. You better you better drop that shoulder into him this summer, nigga. This, see, oh, this is when we go to the gym and like we practice. Like I, 
when he drives to the hole, I tell him, I'm going to hold your arm the whole time because you got to learn how to fight through it. I'm like, right. they're going to call a foul, but in a, in a game, but if you could push through it without the foul, then you'll be straight when it comes to a game. Hit him with a forearm so shiver. I told him, I'm just going to hack you. Every once in a while, just hit him with a forearm shiver. I got him with a forearm shiver every once in a while. He got nose real. That's awesome. See, this is the type of stuff I look forward to. Like, everybody's asking me, like, am I having a boy? Do I want a boy? Do I want a girl? I think it's a boy. But the thing is, is like, I just want to, like, be there for shit. Like, I yeah, want to be yeah. present for stuff. Like, I'm so excited for that. And, and that's what, like, after we're done, I got to go call my, my boss and try to get some type of tomorrow off if I could get out early and, and a shit like that where it's like, yo, nah, go throw wanna, up on they shoot, nigga. I just want to. Just go throw up on they shoot. They let you go home. Just go throw up on they shoot, like, nigga. I just want a morning shift, yo, just so I could be there for these things, you know? Right, yeah, absolutely. And it's been 10 years. I just hit 10 years at my job mm-hmm. Saturday. Mm-hmm. And that shit's like, it's bittersweet because. Uh, Still I, hustling. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't feel like an accomplishment, right? Because you're you're I'm missing so much. My son was five when I started. Yep, fifteen. He just, just turned, turned fifteen, 15 yeah. two weeks ago or last week. Yep, so yeah. it's like I'm gonna be in the court on a, in the in the gym. Evan, Bianca gonna be on the soccer field, the foot the football field as <laughs> they call it over. Where are you gonna be at Eric? Right on the field with them, nigga. They make money, nigga. Absolutely. Here was like, yo, I was at them shooting in the gym. No, I mean, right <laughs> up there on the field. Absolutely. Right there on the field, showing them formations and everything. And that's the thing, like, I love Premier sports. League. I can't wait to, like, share that stuff with my child, you know? Um, but I am excited to find out what I'm having, so we'll see. Yeah. Football. Do you, Either. Is, do you have a preference? I, I would love a boy. Okay. I feel like. I feel like I'm a more of a boy mom. The godmother's gonna mom. shoot her when she when she yes, hears this. Yes, yes. her shit. She's gonna kill me. Absolutely. She wants a girl so bad. I feel like if it's a girl, she's gonna fucking run laps around my baby shower. Um, I thought you were say around your baby. She asked me. She, <laughs> you might do that, that too. too. That too. She asked me today if if she could if she could uh, find out before the shower what what it is. I was like, no, you're gonna wait with everybody else. <laughs> the only people who are gonna know are me and my husband and the doctor. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's what's cool. the gender of your baby. <laughs> Stupid. Twenty to- Toyota Sienna coming to a it's it's UK house you. near you. I feel like I feel like when people are trying to figure out what I'm having, they're like examining my belly, trying to figure out like, am I, are you carrying low? Are you carrying high? And the truth is, I just look like I ate too much pizza. Like my cousin was like, "Nigga, I look more pregnant than you," and he's a man. Um, and I was like, "That's rude." Uh, I mean, because I'll, I'll be four months in in two weeks, mm-hmm. and I'm still I just look like I have a gut. You just keep adding time. I don't know how any of this works. So I'm <laughs> none of us do. So as of Friday, I'm 11 weeks, oh, yeah. and 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 the th- the three month mark ends at 12 weeks, and then the four month mark starts at 13 weeks. So in two weeks, I'll be four months pregnant. The start of the fourth month. Yes, the which is the second. The four- so that's three months. No, it's not. Three it's months the don't second- start until the third month the is 13th over. Thirteenth week. It'll be the third month. It will be over. She'll be starting the fourth. Yes. Month. The 13th so when the baby's week- born. And it's three months and one day. You're going to say it's four months old? Yeah. I, I just, you know, yeah. I just really. 13th week begins fourth fourth month, which means I'm in my you're second trimester. In the fourth month, but yes. you're not four months pregnant. Yes, Why I do you am. care? Why are you going over this so hard, nigga? <laughs> yes, I am. That's how they count it. And it's important well, because they are means... fucking dumb. Okay, I'm done. Go tell the pregnancy doctor that. I'm explain to you how it works, and you just keep disagreeing. <laughs> like, I didn't ask my whole ass doctor. Go tell the doctor they dumb. They count wrong. Go tell them. Especially because it's an important milestone. Once I get out of the first trimester, the chances of miscarriage and all that are much less. So it's it's important <laughs> that I get to the 13th week. You know? That's when all the good stuff starts to happen. Baby starts moving. 
all that stuff. I hope he whips your ass. I'm sure he's going to because my husband is, while he's not tall, he's very stocky and his mom said he was a huge baby. So I have a feeling I'm growing Godzilla. Karma for being an asshole. I mean, you know. I told her God got jokes when he said she was going to marry him. I told, I mean, her, but, I told her I asked God got jokes. <laughs> I, I've, I've lost two pounds. I haven't put on any weight yet because I've been trying to eat really well. So hopefully, you know, baby's not four Man upstairs pounds. said, oh, talking that shit, huh? Well, you're going to fall in love with a nigga that's an inch taller than you. Boom. You're going to have a big ass baby. Boom. Because I don't like ugly. My poor vagina. You talked all that shit. And now, boom. Look at you. Yo, I was scrolling Facebook the other day, and all of a sudden, like a video popped up of somebody giving birth, and there was just a head hanging no, out of a no, vagina. No. Yo, I was horrified. Right. I was horrified. GDFools at gmail.com. <laughs> if you got any ask a fool questions, send them in. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeartRadio, yeah. SoundCloud. Yeah. Stitcher. I all that shit. That. Yeah. yeah. Rate us five stars. Don't be a hater. Give us five stars. Stars, there we go. Stars. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> subscribe, subscribe, follow us on social media at the Goddamn Fools. I'm Adam Swain. Black of Wall Street. Hi, Bianca. Bye, Bianca. Peace. Bye, Bianca. Welcome to the. Welcome to, Turn the mics off. You're so strange. Welcome to the podcast. You mother. You motherfucker. <laughs> I sound like Big Remo from the fucking. From the Ja Rule fucking interludes. <laughs> it's Big Remo. Peace the fuck out. Baby, welcome to the party. I'm off the money to Zandalene. That's why I'm over retarded. That's why I'm over retarded. Baby, welcome to the party. Huh? I hit the boy up and then I go skate in a Rari. Baby, welcome to the party. <laughs> Bitch, I'm a duck. Get me lit. Gun on my head. One in the head. Send in the clip. Baby. Baby, baby, baby. baby, don't trip. Just lower your tone. Cause you can get hit. Don't let that hit in my system. I get your body, next day I forget it. Next day I forget it. Nigga try to score the body. And this one again, nigga, I was just with him. Look, you know my villain niggas, all my villain niggas, all my killing niggas are the kids. Since a younger nigga, I've been drilling niggas, but I'm so I stuck up in my ways. Ain't nobody ever gave me shit with this big tip, I had to get paid. And it's time game to go and stay. And you know the trees getting laid. Baby, welcome to the party. I'm off the money to Zane the lead. That's why I'm over retarded. Baby, welcome to the party. Huh? I hit the boy up and then I go skate in the Rari. Baby, welcome to the party. Bitch, I'm a duck. Get me lit. Gun on my head. One in the head. Ten in the clip. Baby. Baby, don't trip. Just lower your tone. Cause you can get hit. It's big on that 12 LBOA. I'll make a call in the store. I bet I kick down the door. I bet I send him to the Lord. Huh? Got a bad bitch from overseas. Got a 10 pack up in my jeans. I'm in my hand in these stores. Huh? Don't try and run up on my feet. I knock a nigga out of sleeves. While I'm selling down his feet. Huh? Double G for the T. No Alicia, I got keys. Don't get your car switched. She don't cool in the cooler. He's still a Uda. He don't settle for nothing. Huh? Bluffing. Pussy boy stuff while I stuff it. 380 hold a ruler. I know some niggas that'll shoot you for nothing. Run Ricky, yeah, he run it. Run, Ricky, yeah, you run it. Baby, welcome to the party. I'm off the money to Zandalene. That's why I'm over retarded. That's why I'm over retarded. Baby, welcome to the party. Huh? I hit the boy up and then I go skate in the Rari. Baby, welcome to the party. Bitch, I'm a duck. Get me lit. Get me lit. Gun on my head. 
one and a half. Ten and a clip.